11 o'clock comics episode 119 <laughs> Damn. Uh, and uh, uh, Mr. King Dap, uh, what's it like to do the eleven o'clock woohoo? Oh, fuck it. To- totally innocent child, totally unplanned bullshit. And, and, and when I mentioned to Renee about that YouTube clip, because you know she's a huge fan of Ryan Reynolds, and I'm like, yeah. So this little boy asked, you know, to recite the oath, and, and he starts doing it. She goes. So, so, you know, it's an oath. It's 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 something I've memorized since I was like I don't know eight, nine, ten years old. She goes, so you know it. I said, yeah. She says, so go ahead and do it. I was like, wait, what now? Right here in the car, just like so. I got it right in the bed, didn't it? I had. Oh, baby, let me tell you, we <laughs> yeah. need to get out the drive. Bam. Sex, sexier than shaky. You, you even kept the ring on. That's right. That's awesome. Nice. Is that true? Is it true what Pat Lake said on the forums today that about what Mr. Reynolds called him? That's that's insane. No, that I didn't hear that. Back, that that goes back a long time ago. Pat will tell the story another time. Yeah, day. we don't, don't want to repeat it that. It has to do with um, with a hotel lobby and a guest that Mr. Reynolds was there to see, but oh. Pat could not let Mr. Reynolds in. So I guess oh, they oh. have they have HIPAA esque rules at hotels much like hospitals that you just can't barge in anybody's room and just especially if you're especially if you're no especially if you're a famous celebrity and and you don't know who is is being let up into the room so right. this is uh, before his his star abs. was so high in the sky before he uh, had the abs with Alanis. yes Ooh. yes and, and probably before two guys or girls in a pizza place so you know okay. Alanis has like a hairy ass bush like a huge <laughs> Dude, I saw a thing the other day. She put on like 50 pounds after he dumped her. She lost it all again, but she put on like 50 pounds after he broke up there. That's ironic. ironic? Yeah. (laughs) Hey, everybody. It's 11 o'clock comics. It is something. I'm feeling good, Vince B. I am David Price. Yeah, and it's a low-key day, so I'm Matt Tracker. (laughs) No, 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 no. You're not Matt Tracker. You are Jason Wood. And and who else do we have in the house here? Oh, Chris. it's Chris. He's sleeping. Huh, yes, I, it's Chris. Uh, uh, I'm Chris. Oh no, I'm I'm Brian Salazar. Yay! It's Brian Yay. Salazar. You know this guy. One time, eleven. Oh Jesus! Oh, One time. <laughs> no, he has been on a couple of times. So yeah. yes, the, yes. One time around comics host. Now he's got something to tell you about. So we're going to get to that. Because all, all time, forever and ever. Still an around comics host. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I do the show every week. I just don't record it, and uh, <laughs> I just go to the shop and record it. You know, you just record. go to Dark Tower and start talking comics with whoever's in there. Absolutely, every week nice. I'm there. I don't like even talk with anybody. I just I I finally have the show I've always wanted. It's me yeah. and no one else. And <laughs> I just, Sal, tell me, do you get like one sixty fourth miniaturized version of the Eisner since you uh, helped create the logo for Oz? I don't, <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think it won because of the. Uh, the logo, but no, oh, my boy. Package. I didn't see him say best, uh, you know, best uh, children's book and best um, graphic novel uh, collected edition minus the logo. Well, you know, I, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm happy those guys won. I really am proud of uh, my boy, and uh, and 
yeah, no, I, it's very cool that I had just a tiny, tiny. It, you know, it's cool that I, you know, that I, that I did the logo and the, and the books really done really well. But what's even cooler is that I've been there from the beginning with Scotty and like talking to him about it from before he even agreed to do the book and mm-hmm. and just sort of the whole process of being sort of behind the scenes uh, with it with him, not intentionally just sort of unintentionally we would always just talk about it or whatever and i'd ask him about it that kind of stuff and seeing pages he'd send me stuff before it was out so uh no it's it's just really cool to see him succeed i mean the dude's just an awesome talent and and uh you know he's my good friend so to see to see those guys win was uh was was definitely awesome and inspiring you gotta yeah. love that eric shanor he's great hell yeah for real for for those people who don't know what we're talking about we're talking about scotty and eric and are often discussed uh, Oz collection that uh, they they won two Eisners uh, at San Diego. So we were. Just, I'm just uh, busting Scotty's balls because yeah. Well, damn, I'm just saying he's I, too I, damn I, cool I, for the room. We presume <laughs> that everyone that listens to the show has listened to every episode. And they just know right. what we're talking about. But well, they should. Yeah. Well, because well, see, but if they don't, there's a neat little thread that Jason started. Letting it's everybody very true. get caught up. So. And, and they should listen to every episode because each and every one is sponsored by Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com. You can get huge, amazingly deep discounts on your favorite comic books and collectibles, T-shirts, collected editions, assorted toys. Some stuff is discounted up to 75% off on their monthly spotlights. It's crazy. DCBService.com. You will not be sorry. Hey, can I can I mention something about my favorite online retailer, DCBService.com? You can. Go ahead. Uh, starting in August, you'll be able to get uh, a new product at DCBService.com. No kidding. Look at you yeah. hooking get up. Get out. We can talk about that later. I mean, we, you know, if we yeah, can get tease it. Tickle it yeah, a little bit, like David English. does. There'll be some yeah. new products uh, that I'm involved with uh, at DCB Service starting uh, in, yeah, August solicitation. So you'll that be able is to get fantastic. Them. Yeah. Sweet. Can we suggest so, a couple of uh, potential designs for you? Absolutely. Because I got a great one. I, I just have a great one. We, we, well, do, we we all, sort of, do we want to sort of... No, nah, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. Okay. That's cool. Because we got to well, do the drink roll call or yeah, whatever yeah, Jason yeah, has uh, planned. Yeah. Vince, you, you well, why don't you lead us off, my friend? What are you drinking? Uh, well, uh, Mr. Salazar is worthy of uh, tipping back a few because he's my, our good buddy and we love him so much. So I am drinking alcoholic beverage for, what, two weeks in a row? Three weeks in a row, Three, I think. Three weeks. Three weeks, I've been, yeah. I've been listening, so I know. Black it. Wow. And t- <laughs> Come fall asleep? <laughs> Black and tan, baby, by the the world famous Yingling uh, Brewery. Nice, love it. And uh, David, what about you? Uh, I was going to have something else that uh, I taste tested something over the weekend, and I was like, "Yeah, I think I'm going to go with this." But then I had this <laughs> bottle of wine, and I says, "Nah, Vin- Vince wants me to drink some wine." This is uh, this is from Australia. It is Oz. A, a, uh, a Merlot from 2008, oh, Oswell, Australian Vintners, and it's, um, actually, I chilled this, and it goes down real, real nice. I, wow. I nice. I will be going back to this a lot. Does it hit you up. with a, with a sock full of soap and anally rape you when you're not looking? No, well, you no, know, dude. Not, you know, I've never <laughs> seen that show. <laughs> Me neither. My, my brother loves it. I mean, talk about scaring people straight, but yeah, I've never yeah, watched it. Yeah, so. it's a great show. Yeah, I want to see it. Especially that, that if you like, like naked men. Have you that watched and The it? Wire for the two shows I haven't ever seen that I keep meaning oh. to watch? Vince, have you watched it lately? Oz? Yeah, I mean, have you gone back and, and rewatched it at all, like in the last you know year or at all? Uh, you know? No, not so much. No, because I, I watched it when it was on. I loved that show; it was fantastic. And then I I went. That's like the story of your life. I went to rewatch it just a little while ago, like six months ago, and it, 
I don't know that it holds up. It, it's kind of weirdly dated. It's strange. Oh, really? Yeah. It's. I mean, I l- absolutely loved that show when it was coming out. It was fantastic. But the last one, I went back and tried to watch some of it. It's strangely sort of dated and 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 kind of weird. It doesn't have the same impact that it did the first time around. But you know, I don't know. That's just oh. me. Maybe. I- I'm always oh, late. So chatty. Why don't you tell us what you're drinking, buddy? Yeah. Oh, uh, well, you know, because of the occasion, I couldn't come on here and just have something, you know, simple or or nondescript. So I went to my liquor store and I tried to find something interesting, a little more interesting. And um, I picked up something from Big Sky Brewing Company in Mizzaloo, Montana. Uh, It's called the Moose Drool Brown Ale. (laughs) Nice. And it's uh, it's pretty good. It tastes better than it sounds. Mo- but it's Moose Drool Drool Brown Ale from uh, Big Sky Brewing Company. Yeah, pretty, not bad. <laughs> and they have they have uh, I bought like a a little sampler pack. They have Moose Drool. They have um, Scapegoat. Um, and uh, there's a bunch of other ones. They're all kind of funny names. And they have these like uh, painted uh, labels on them. Well, this one's got a moose who's drooling. That that's uh, you know you know pretty straightforward. Pretty straightforward. It's awesome. And, and uh, I am not drinking Moose Drool. Uh, I'm drinking Coyote Pizzle. No, uh, I'm actually drinking uh, some Harp, some good old Irish lager. Harp, love it. There Ice cold. Go. Love it. Well, before we get into things, we have a listener email. Okay. Real quick, I think David's going to really uh, get all jonesed out on this because it's in his, his neck of the woods. Can hey, guys. Hey guys, I've been listening to the show for quite a few episodes now, but this is my first time writing in. I love the show and I look forward to it every week. You guys helped me get back into comics after a few years away from the medium. Also, thanks to Chris and you other guys as well for really turning me towards DC superhero comics. I never paid much attention to the company other than several Vertigo books that I loved in trade, mainly Preacher, The Invisibles, and Transmet. In fact, until about a year ago, I never even read superhero comics. I don't know why. I think I assumed they were all kind of the same. But then I started reading Batman, Woo, Wonder Woman, and Green Lantern in trade, and was blown away. Since Good then, stuff. I've also read Crisis on Infinite Earth and Kingdom Come. And the power of DC has been firmly asserted upon me like a roundhouse kick from Diana. Why am I reading this? I have a question for you guys to mull over on the podcast. As well as being a comics fan, I'm a big pro wrestling fan. My question is, do you guys like wrestling as well? I think both mediums share several interesting qualities. You have your good guys versus the villains. The fights are really over the top, yet no one really gets killed. (laughs) at least hopefully in wrestling finally both are mediums for the common person they both tap into basic and primal human emotions where we all love to see the hero win thanks again guys for expanding my horizons and pumping out sound entertainment pun intended week after week from aubrey garrett thank you aubrey awesome i know david loves the wrestling david (laughs) or not is he there did he leave what in the hell? This David? is his moment to shine, and he's gone. Yeah, see, uh, see, seeing, seeing, you know, well sculpted, oiled up men in skin tight outfits. But I, it's like, it's like I'm seeing Vince every every no, week when I'm, yeah. I'm watching wrestling. It's, How it's, many times have I logged into the Twitter to see you and Derek going back and forth about the wrestling? I was going to ask you, Derek, wrote this email because it sounds like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, no. I, I uh, going back to to the '80s. I mean, I don't watch it with with the fervor I used to. But it's still on Monday nights. It's on in the background when I'm either putting together the the comic list for the week or the Marvel solicits, things like that. I do still have it on 
in the background. I don't. I know who the players are, but I may not follow everything as much as I did back in the day. But yes, I, I am a pro wrestling fan. Right. I, I'm old school as far as wrestling goes. I used to watch it every week as a kid, but after a while, it became too too much of a circus for me. Too much of the the pyrotechnics and the big jumbotrons and the 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 sexy ladies my my wrestling is is ivan putsky and chief j strongbow and and uh uh superfly snooka i love the older guy and that's not even the older guys that's like 70s guys mm-hmm. the, you're talking about that, like bruno san martino oh and yeah and, and uh, hulk, Steel and hulk hogan and andre, andre the giant i love those guys but then after a while it just became it, too popular yeah it became spectacle it became uh you know, gladiator show kind That's, of thing. I, you know who's you know who was a, a su- surprised the crap out of me is huge wrestling fans. Who? Uh, Brian Azzarello and Jill Thompson. I would have no, never guessed that. Kidding. That's awesome. I, you could. Sh- I would have never shock, guessed that. That's shocking. Shock. Jill is a crazy. Wrestling. Yes, she is because I've seen her tweet and 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 I've seen her her respond to other people online like like Tommy Dreamer like 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 Daniel Bryanson and I I I know that uh, what. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> uh, but no, bad I, boy. I, so yeah. So I'm, I'm, I, 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 I do know that that she does like the wrestling. I just, I, I miss the days of of seeing actual wrestling. Now it's all these backstage skits and and everything. Yeah, you know, right. Walk backstage, getting run over by by cars to be taken right. out of match and shit like that. It's like, come on, can we just can we just get in the ring and just have two guys like you know fight for a reason? Not, I don't need to know. You know, it, it gets a lot into these soap opera things, and that that's where I'm just like, yeah, where's where's right. the remote control? You know what the best part of wrestling was for me? Seeing the uh, empty cardboard orange drink. <laughs> containers being thrown into the ring and the venues were always really small so you had bad lighting bad shadows in the background and then the the, the ultimate geek out moment for me was seeing the huge black x come over the screen whenever one of them would start fake bleeding after that after, uh, that was my favorite but they don't do that anymore i want to see the big x come over the screen no they don't they don't do the x sometimes they'll either pan away so you're not close up on the action or lately on some of the pay-per-views, the WWE has, has taken to stopping the match to close a cut and then resuming. And, oh, and, that's uh, ridiculous. Or, or when they replay some of the matches where there is blood, they'll go to a black and white footage, like all of a sudden you're watching oh, come on. something else shitty. But yeah, it, it's... it's um, Shitty? Wait a minute. It's, it's, it, yeah, I mean, I, I like the old-time fake blood, too. So yeah, Have you guys stuff. ever seen um, the documentary Beyond the Mat? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it came out in '99. The, That's the, uh, intense. Yeah, the especially Jake the, the, the Jake snake. the Snake. Oh, oh man. my God, what a fucked up life. Yeah, I yeah. Know. Okay, um, yeah. Yeah, and I, I'm much like I guess like like Vince, and it, I, I was really into it when I was younger. I mean, you know, when the WrestleManias were first getting started and stuff. I mean, that was the shit. Um, and then just you know, at some point, I just kind of lost interest in it. And so, I don't, I don't dislike it. Like maybe once every couple months. If I'm looking at the guide and I see that you know there's some wrestling thing, I'll, I'll put it on in the background. But I have no idea like who the big time stars are these days, or who's good and who's bad, or anything like that. But uh, yeah, but I I could definitely see the the uh, the the, the uh, person's uh, point that it's similar. I mean, there's de- obviously yes. they're they're both yeah. sort of male, but both are in a form of sort of male serialized soap opera entertainment, right? I mean, that's the, the, yeah. the, the, at their core. So yeah, <laughs> I tell you. Fucking 11 o'clock comics. Hey, motherfucker, why don't you give me a sign? I'll rip you in the butt, make him out of mind. I'll fucking the ass, make him out of the making. Call Black Sad Hog Cover, motherfucker. Got this shit, man. 
X-Men Essentials, motherfucker, all the way, bitch! Oh, I got a lot of stuff I could say about wrestling and comics, but I'm not going to get into it here. Not tonight. Not tonight, because you know why? You have something to talk about, something very important. Mr. <laughs> Bri Brian Salazar is the scout master, master scout of a new enterprise called Fanboy Scouts. That is a great name. I'm glad I came up with it. And um, <laughs> what, what they, what he's doing is uh, geek merit badges. Now, I'm gonna let him tell everybody about it. And I just think it's a, a fantastic idea. Indeed, it is. We were on the ground floor. We were. Yeah. Like I said, we gave him the idea. We're not waiting. <laughs> those, those. Absolutely, we got together at C or uh, what was it? C two E two, and and we were sitting around, and I was, I think I was drunk, and and you guys kind of an idea. You, yeah, I said, please, I'm I'm drowned in here. I got no podcast. I you know I got nothing. No friends. I got nothing. I need something. <laughs> I need an idea. And you guys just you know put your heads together, and uh, and the next thing you know, fanboy scouts came out of it. And then I threatened you all with legal action and. Uh, Which is always sold, very scary. Yeah, you had, home, you had home field advantage, so we really we, <laughs> we we had nothing to that we could call our own. And huge <laughs> arms too. So, but um, for those who don't know, specify what exactly is well, uh, fanboy scouts. The idea behind it, I mean, is a pretty simple one. It's you know, I was a Boy Scout growing up, um, and in the Boy Scouts, if for those that are not familiar <laughs> with the Boy, what? <laughs> For those that, that, if you weren't a Boy Scout, um, you would earn merit badges for accomplishing different things. And it could be anything from swimming a mile to, you know, tying knots to whatever. It, different things to try and, you know, uh, teach you things. But you would, you know, at the end of, of accomplishing whatever the, you know, the, the test was or whatever the, the lesson was, you could earn a merit badge. So my idea was, well, what if you lived in the different sort of worlds that, you know, we as geeks all grew up um, sort of fantasizing about, whether it be movies or television or video games or role-playing games or comic books or whatever, any of these, you know, sort of fantasy worlds, what would be the merit badges that you could earn in those worlds? Um, and that's pretty much it in a nutshell is, is uh, geek merit badges. They're, they're sort of the fictional merit badges that you would earn if you lived in the different worlds that we all grew up, you know, sort of living in any way i mean in our minds at least i know i did uh, whether you know was was science fiction fantasy horror you know movies television books anything you know um so i, I the first series has come out now i i came out with the first 10 and there's a couple of of everything in there in there there's you know there's uh sci-fi stuff there's literature stuff there's uh tv shows no video games um the, there's some comic book stuff in there uh and the idea is they're going to be collectible items they're, they're going to be limited to a thousand uh run of each very design. smart very smart mm -hmm. and then um i'll be releasing you, <laughs> i'll be releasing new designs um you know over time i already have tons of ideas for new designs and and uh, on the website you can you know there's a page where you can suggest a design if you're interested in, in becoming a part of it maybe and and i got a lot of different ideas for different things to try and get people involved i mean the whole idea is sort of to build um you know just something that we as geeks can kind of you know be a part of uh for me it's just sort of a fun thing i mean it's just an idea of like well i would buy that you know i would 
put these patches on my, you know, bag, on my jacket, on my hat, or what, you know what I mean? It's, and so that's where it all just kind of started from. And mm-hmm. as you guys know, at C2E2, I didn't, you know, I was, I had an idea and nothing else. And I was running around telling everybody about it and going, what do you think of this? And so far, the response has just been amazing. I mean, everybody that's, you know, that's seen it has, you know, gotten it and, and loves it. And, and I think it's got a lot of potential. And, and hopefully, you know, it'll go off in some other directions. I've already, uh, talk to a few people about doing some different things, maybe some uh, social networking kind of things, or you know, different online uh, stuff with yeah, maybe- dude, online currency, man, like a for Facebook and shit, that'd be awesome. Yeah, Facebook, maybe iPhone apps, that kind of stuff. So I mean, it's all sort of in the works, but I mean, the reality is, it's just me and my wife right now, and my wife's doing all the grunt work. Uh, you know, she's the one that like ships out the orders and puts the packages together and puts the bat. You know, she's she spent the last three weeks just like gluing badges to cards that kind. Kind of stuff and and so i'm doing it really slowly and and it's 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 a very homegrown sort of just little enterprise that that i'm getting into here and hopefully i can just grow it and uh uh and see where it goes but i think it has a lot of potential oh, you're uh, not kidding. That, you know, eventually i want to go and and you know there's different events and different you know things like you know you guys are going to the new york comic-con in october um i was thinking you know at some point i want to talk to those guys about maybe having a exclusive badge if you buy a, a ticket to the new york comic-con or maybe if you buy a VIP package to the New York yep. Comic Con. You could have an exclusive fanboy scout badge that you, you can only get there, and and that's there sort of go. the idea. Is I want to create these and make them exclusive, make them limited collectors pieces. Um, and once they're gone, they're gone, and they're out there, and you know, and that's it. And and uh, and see where you know, see where it goes. So that's kind of where it is right now. Um, we've, we've now, got it. On, oh, go ahead. No, I was. Uh, those the badges are not like stickers. You're talking sewn. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're they're two inch round, one hundred percent embroidered patches. And yeah, so this is not a uh, you know get rich quick scheme with shoddy materials. You're this is quality stuff. So oh, again, for, yeah, for those who have been Boy Scouts before, you would know it, these are literally of the exact dimension and 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 material of of a real merit badge. Right. Well, no, you're not fact, talking about a pinback badge. These are yeah. cloth sewn patches that's classy we do have them in two varieties you can either there's a heat seal uh, backing that you can either uh, iron it on Mm -hmm. or you can sew that one on Mm -hmm. or we we also have a applique backing which is like a sticker so you can actually use it as a you know you just peel off the backing and slap it on you know your laptop or whatever and you know it's 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 exactly like a sticker but it's still a a hundred percent embroidered patch it's just the back is sticky basically right uh, right. so they're they're exactly the same except for the the backing's so if you don't want to sew it on a, a, a you know a bag or something, or if you want to put it on something else, um, you know you can get the sticker backing ones and, and slap it on you know whatever. It'll go on anything pretty much. Mm-hmm. Now you're ready now because I got a couple uh, designs. Absolutely, I'm always ideas. Ready. Ideas. Yeah. yeah ab- ab- How about this? Tap into the cosplay stuff and have okay. two variations. Two variations based on that theme: cosplay queen, cosplay king, and then mm-hmm. do first place second place like hook up with the various cons who do these cosplay right right pageants or whatever and get in there and get this would be part of the winner's package that they can only get if they win no absolutely like a, good, along yeah. those lines wouldn't isn't don't don't the uh don't the anime kids do the glomping i was thinking like, like a glomping what the hell is that, like a, is that like a blumpkin no, 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 no. <laughs> no that's no, the Fantastic Four's mailman, Willie Blumpkin. <laughs> Willie Glumping is uh, 
uh, I don't know how. How do I know this? And you don't. You guys don't. It's. I figured Vince would know what this is. Glomping is what they call it when, at like an anime show, anime kids sneak up on each other and like pile on each other and give 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 up people hugs like random strangers. It's called glomping. Really? Like attacking someone with hugs. I've been. Wow. That's yeah. I, I, it's the kind of thing, Sal, unsettling. that if someone did to you, you'd want to punch him in the face. Yeah. But but they unless it was it. a chick. No, not me at all. I would absolutely enjoy that. I, uh, <laughs> I have to be friends. Strangers <laughs> what I, 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 it's the kind of thing that would make me want to punch them in the face. <laughs> yes. I got, I got one more. Okay, go ahead. As, as longtime collectors, we've amassed huge runs of certain titles. Fantastic Four, say Superman, Batman, which have existed for decades. Right. So, to honor the people who've been reading books for an extended period of time, you do run buttons, like 100 run, or 200 issue run, or 300 issue run, you know what I mean? Sure. That's sure. neat. And so you can walk around, somebody says, they have a, bat, a, a patch that says 400 issue run. He's like, hey dude, what do you have 400 issue? It's a conversation starter. Right, and right, it's his right. little source of pride. How about that? I like nice. that. I like that one. Well, yeah. Yeah. So straight I got for you. For you from, straight from, because your, your son is named Jackson, and as you know, one of my sons is named Jackson. I showed the guys your site the other day, because um, Colin's Boy Scout, well, Cub Scout. And uh, Jackson came up with one, and uh, he, he was like, Dad, can he make a Koopa Trooper badge? I was like, I oh. don't know, but I'll, I'll pass it to him. A Koopa, Tro- you know? Koopa Trooper is the little, it's from Mario. Right. The guy from Mario, yeah. Well, the problem with that is, I mean, I certainly could make one, but, you know, you get into sort of a licensing issue at that point. Oh, like, I, see. I see. You know what I mean? I can't, I, I, I'm, the stuff that I'm doing right now, like, if you go to the website, fanboyscouts.com, and you look at the badges that are available now, they're going to be stuff that's very familiar to you, but at the same time, they sort of skirt the edge of got it they're not licensed product i i don't have the license for star wars i don't have a license for you know what i mean if i did the badges would cost forty dollars you know (laughs) um so i've tried to sort of you'll you know if you're a geek you're going to recognize it you're going to know what it is you're going to understand it but i have to kind of stay away from it so we might be able to figure out something that would work it's just a matter of like one i don't want to steal like other people's intellectual property necessarily you know that's not sure for sure it's not really a good policy and it's not something that you know that i'm a proponent of doing um and two i don't want to you know get sued so so i I, you know i I have to be a little careful with what i do i I think you know i'm so small at this point that it may not may not matter right now like i could probably do anything and nobody's going to pay attention because you know it's not like you know i'm selling millions of of of, uh, copies of these things but um, but yeah, the Koopa Troopa kind of thing. I mean, video games is definitely something uh, I want to get into doing badges for. The only problem is I'm, you know, I'm so far removed from video games at this point. Yeah, I yeah. have to, you know, like elicit sort of some twelve year olds or something to to help me. Uh, Starcraft you know, two button. One up. <laughs> one up, dude. One up. One up. Yeah. One, one up. up. Yeah. Well, that. Yeah. One ups would be good. Oh, Scott that, Pilgrim. So yeah. That's right. Uh, like, we have to know, mention Scott life. Pilgrim every episode from now yeah. on. Yeah. Up, down, yeah. up, down, left, right, left, right. Got to yeah. get into this. I got to get. I got to grab onto the Scott Pilgrim craze. Yeah, definitely. Because uh, yeah, because that's like craziness. That's that's insanity. The the whole Scott and Pilgrim. I, now, now you guys all threw ideas at at Sal. I feel bad for sending him an email earlier. I would have saved it for the show. No, oh, the emails. Mm-hmm. Well, the email's actually good because I'll forget their ideas. <laughs> oh, they were so good i don't think you'll ever forget them yeah i got it's not gonna happen. go back and but, listen but to the episodes so. for let's just say to anyone that listens to the show and feels compelled to send out your ideas keep in mind that if you send him the idea it's his you don't you don't get any piece of the pie so don't <laughs> yeah, that's nice i get to see well, somebody here, like that's my idea you can go to the website fanboyscouts.com and there's a section on there to suggest a design 
And um, what what I'm doing is, if you suggest a design and we use it, you know, I'm going to send you like ten patches of that design. Um, you know, because you you suggest it. But as I say on the site, it's like I already have a list of about a hundred to hundred and fifty designs that that oh. I you know plan on at some point oh. doing. Mm-hmm. So I may already have thought of your design, or may you know something similar to your design. But I've already but people have been using the 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 suggestion form, and I've gotten some good ones already. So it's just I a matter of the only thing I'm missing from you, dude, is, is 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 in the spirit of scouting. I need a sash to put them on. <laughs> well, we're thinking about doing maybe a T-shirt that has a sash printed on it. All right, uh, that kind of thing, and maybe with the badge print. I mean, I just don't. I don't. I did see these guys that do um, a website called. Uh I can't remember the name of it now, but they do like kind of merit badges, but they're like computer stuff. Uh-huh. Um, and they do like this cool laptop sash, like it velcros on your laptop. <laughs> and then, Sweet. So I might Very have convenient. to steal. I, I might have to steal their idea for that one. I don't know, but. Um, yeah, well, I yeah. love the hell out of the it, It's very rem- reminiscent to me of, um, I don't know if, Pete, if our listeners ha- have been to Disney World, but when you go to Disney World these days, they have the biggest freaking racket ever, and it's these pins, right? <laughs> yeah. And it's just astounding to me because it's it, it plays into the same thing, and it plays into the kids where they just want every one of them, and there are these pins all around Disney World, and they're little, you know, little metal pins that probably cost them, you know, three cents to make, and they Those, charge uh... like $15 a piece for them. How do you pronounce and, that? Cloisonne pins? Cloisonne, I think they're called. Yeah. My kids went crazy for them. Yeah, yeah right. And, and you, you're right, Jason. Run all around trying to get the pins and collect them, and then you have to. A lot of them are limited editions, so they they can like they have meetups and they trade them, or that you can win certain pins that were you know for doing certain activities and prizes, and it's a total well, total racket. There is some, it's I, just got, I just got back from Disney like last month. I went, okay. we went, uh, the, me and the family went to Disney, and yeah, you're absolutely right. My kids were all about it, and they spent more time trying to find cool pins than they did. Mm-hmm. Because uh, they do the 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 one neat thing about it is you buy it you, like you buy a bunch of pins and your kids put them on a, a lanyard and you run around the park and every person that works in the park has pins on and you can trade with those people any pin that yeah. they have you can trade them any pin you have it doesn't matter what it costs or what theirs costs so you can buy the cheapest pins there and trade for you know try and find really good ones and trade them and that's what my kids were doing they they would you know, the whole time we were there they're running around the park trading pins and and they got more fun out of that I think than maybe anything else at Disney and they, they had an absolute blast doing it um and got some Every, really cool pins out of it but the, everybody the, the, wanted my nude Wally Wood Tinkerbell giving a sloppy nap job but I, w- I wouldn't give it up. <laughs> but the one thing that they do that's really interesting that I think I might I might have to do is there's a thing called hidden Mickeys on the pins. Oh yeah, at Disney, and you can only get them by trading. You can't buy pins with hidden Mickeys, and all it is is in the corner of some of these pins they have these little Mickey Mouses in them, and you can find the same pin that doesn't have the Mickey. So there's like super limited hidden Mickey pins out there, and you can only get them by trading. So we may at, out there, this would be like a chase variant. Yeah, yes. and and yeah. so we may at some point have like you know if we have a limited edition of a thousand one in a you know one in every hundred may have a hidden design element on the same you know what I mean to make it even that much more collectible. I don't know. We're, we'll see if it goes. You know, I don't. I don't want to make it like a thing where it's it's so you know like driven by that collectability thing because I because I was always the kind of person that hate kind of hated that thing. Like I like collectibles, but I always hated when a company just every you know like 
you know, everything they did was just about getting you to buy the collected, you know, editions of, you know, the, the next one, the next one, the next one. So, yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to go too business, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. like, if you, yeah. everything from like Beanie Babies to Pogs, remember Pogs to, yeah, yeah. You know, even like Garbage Pail, I mean, any collect, there's always that, even toys, like I said, the, the, that's the thing that's crazy to me, you know, as, and I'm sure the same with you, Sal, and you, Vince, you know, because we have all of young kids um, that, that actually play with toys. It's just maddening to me to, to th- you know, it wasn't like that when we were kids. Like, if I wanted a certain G.I. Joe figure or a Transformer, I could go and find that figure, right? Like, if I wanted yep. Blaster or I wanted Tunnel Rat, I and, you know, I could go to Toys R Us and find Blaster or Tunnel Rat. But, you know, these days, because I guess so many toy people are also, you know, grown men now because we're all grown up and we still buy toys. They, You know, it's crazy. Like, you know, we go to the toy store and, you know, they have seven Batmans, but God forbid they have the Plastic Man figure because... Plastic Man figures, you know, I guess one in, you know, four crates, and so the second, uh, you know, the target near me gets one, some dude's already come and snagged it to put it on eBay. And I'm like, you, really? You know like, these are toys. You know what the, what's the work of the devil? Blind what? boxes. Blind where boxes. They, where, where they package collectible toys in boxes where you cannot determine what's inside. Oh, That's right. You a, can even a, a buy blind... those from, uh, like, previews sometimes. You can order, right. like... Um, the, the, yeah. Those are the work of the devil because, again, w- limited figures in Target and Walmart are really tough to get but try and get the chase in a blind box set that's almost that's almost impossible right and, uh, well it's yeah, no, that, i guess that goes it's like when we used to well i guess uh, this is probably selling out we used to do baseball cards as kids right you know you know you'd always have the, there's there's be the you know the 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 hard to get cards and so you'd buy the, holo- the hologram cards. card yeah, you just, yeah. just buy boxes you know entire whole sets and just you know don Russ set you know you just you just tear them open with your buddies and just start flipping through them and try and find those cards you were missing i mean it was a huge racket but it worked i remember you know? there was a there was a, a shop uh you know Around that same time in, in, in the 80s and, and, and 90s, early 90s, when, when baseball cards and all that stuff really blew up, as well as comics, you know, comic book shops in the 80s just started popping up all over. And along with it was the, the card shops. And I remember there was one that popped up by us, a card shop, and we would go in there and I hated the dude who ran. He was just a, he was just a crabby asshole of a, a guy. <laughs> And it's like he he wanted to sell cars, but he like hated kids, you know. So it's like, well, great business to get into, buddy. But <laughs> um, but he actually got busted because it, it came out that he was he was taking all those packs that that had the limited you know edition cards in them. Mm-hmm. He was somehow he was opening them, taking the oh, cards, like out, them open, yeah. yeah, yeah, and then resealing them. Mm-hmm. And selling the packs, and so you'd never get one from him, and he would sell yeah. all the limited edition for you know high prices. So yeah, that's the kind of thing I want to you know I don't want to I don't want fanboy scouts to be something where it's just like geared completely towards you know making people feel like they have to buy it because it's collected you know it's a collectible right. thing or it's a limited edition thing. I want everybody to enjoy them. I want every you know I, I want as many people as possible to 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 like uh, the designs, but at the same point I have to limit the 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 production of them because I, I want to bring out new ones and I can only, you know, I can only just realistically afford to do enough, you know, uh, or as, you know, so many at a time. So, I mean, that's kind of where it is yeah. with, with the collective. But you, you do realize that in an endeavor like yours, you have to be prepared for what will inevitably come from the secondary market once you start becoming popular. Yeah. Since you're only producing patches in runs of a thousand, the more popular you get, the earlier designs are going to be sold for a profit on eBay. Oh, no, and, yeah. And, you know, and you're not going to see any of that. That's like the dangers of anything collectible, where they completely cut out the producer in favor of the, the jokers that are just hoarding 
Yeah, better and, that and, though and, than to do like what freaking Wizard did right back when right. they're in the, yeah. the bubble and, and they'd start making creating their own fake you know market for things. And I mean, well, the, yeah. the one the, and and I, I I absolutely you know understand that and and you know don't necessarily have a problem with that because hey, if I get to the point where people are selling my patches on eBay right, exactly, for, exactly. for you know twenty five dollars or something, then I'm doing something right. But the one thing that I have thought about doing is I probably am going to keep a certain number of uh, of every uh, series uh, held back out of out of you know sales to give away um, at certain point you know later on in time that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. So mm-hmm. um, so while there's a hun- you know there's a thousand produced of each one, I may keep fifty of each one for myself Smart. to to later on not to sell but to give away to 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 try and you know combat that you know that you don't have to necessarily pay forty bucks. Uh, Plus you uh, can you can always say. Yeah, but are you uh, are you finding that people are buying the complete sets, or are you getting a few people that are just buying the badges that they want? Um, I've had we've had both. We've had complete sets sold and and um, just individual badges. Uh, so yeah, so far there you know there hasn't really been a trend yet. Um, th- although surprisingly enough, the, the I've been surprised by the more popular ones, which were ones I didn't really think were going to be the more popular ones. But the Star Trek ones are seem to be. Uh, really popular, uh, or the Star Trek. Trekkies are hardcore, man. The That's Star Trek right. related ones, I should say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, quote, yeah, in air quotes. Yeah. The, the I ones mean, that are evocative of a Star Trek like experience. They're in, they're influenced. They're inspired by. <laughs> well, I'm 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 definitely partial to the well to one specific Star Trek themed badge, but the 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 pricing on them are are, are I mean they're. On the site, they're five bucks a piece. The first edition is is ten badges, or you can get the complete set for forty. So right. I mean, right off the bat, you're I mean, there's already that buy more and save idea, and and I mean, you could either so I either buy eight or I buy the set and and basically get two free if 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 there are eight of them that I'm really drawn to to to, to get all at once. But I mean, they're all for for coming right out of the gate. They're all I think they're all just great ideas. Yeah, you have the Star Wars, you have the Star Trek, you have the Harry Potter. And I mean, Mount Doom is probably my favorite non-comic related badge. I just I saw that and I I I got a huge kick out of it. That's yeah, pretty dope. Uh, here's everybody. Idea. Everybody likes that design. Actually, that's been the most popular. Just not you know not in relation to what it's about, but just as a pure aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People, people seem to really like the design of that badge. That's cool. Mm-hmm. This could also be a way for you to give back to the comic community too. You're you're 25 patches in and those 50 that you've held take one of each badge put them on a nice frame under glass comic book legal defense fund auction it off yeah sure. <laughs> yeah i've already i've already i mean i haven't talked to him yet but i mean i've already thought about you know i want to get a hold of like hero initiative and do a hero initiative badge yep um where the profits all go to hero initiative you know and yeah C- cbdlf and that kind of stuff absolutely i mean why not i mean there's you know there's no reason not to and and i i've always been a big you know supporter of those causes so and and even beyond that i'm sure there's you know i mean the thing is, is like this goes so far beyond comics too right I mean, into all the Absolutely. other stuff. I was just going to say, because you can, I mean, you can go to, to New York Comic Con or C2E2 and there's your comic convention, but you have anime, you have 
to video games. Yeah, I've had people ask me already, are you going to be at PAX? Are you going to be at Gen Con? Are you, you know, Renaissance so Fair. Yeah, Renaissance Fair. Is that, yeah. There's so <laughs> many conventions <laughs> and stuff that... Uh, that the, the I Have No Life badge. <laughs> <laughs> I won't have a life because all, all I'm going to be doing, it seems like, is going to conventions probably next year. This year, I think I'm only I'm going to be going to, to Wizard World Chicago or Chicago Comic Con or whatever the hell they call it now. The Star Trek Con? Yeah, I'll be at the Star Trek Con. I'll be there at an Artist Alley. I'm going to have a table, so awesome. you can, you can buy badges there if you're coming. Um, you can all, you know, you can buy them on the site. Obviously, you can buy them right now. I have two retailers um, here in Chicago: uh, Challengers Comics and Dark Tower Comics. Um, both are carrying the badges. And then just today, we just finalized the deal with uh, your sponsor, DCB Service. Nice. It's, it's starting next month in uh, the August solicitations, you're going to be able to order uh, Fanboy Scout merit badges uh, at DCBS at, I believe, a discount. So Of course. Nice. Oh. Yeah, everything's at a huh. discount. How about that? That makes me livid. You are a good man. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just order? I already sent you $48. That's why. Oh uh, well. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, he'll sign with you. I'm kidding with you. I'm kidding with you. It's I all good, got, dude. I just got if, if you're a random dealer, I'd be upset. You're my boy. I don't mind spending. What the hell are you sending me money for anyway, brother? You do. You, you know I'm gonna send you some. You don't have to. You shouldn't. No, be it's buying. all good. Dude. Yeah. It's all good. Okay, you're a good man, Scoutmaster Salazar. Well, well, thank you, and I appreciate you guys. You know, letting me go on about it. Uh, you know, it, I, uh, you know, it's not something I do all the time. Plug stuff, but I do appreciate you letting me come on and 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 plug them. I I just think they're cool, and I know you well, guys I have to like. Say, this is a lot more palatable than uh, than your last effort, ballsandshaft.com. That was <laughs> much harder to get behind, but. Well, uh, what, do, what do you mean, letting you come on? You owe us four weeks straight now. we got to get rid of that other guy. And, and <laughs> yeah, hey, man, anytime, anytime. I'm, I, the only problem is I don't read that many comics, so it's the hard test, for me to... That's okay. Know, no, well, neither do I. But the, the, the test is you got to stay awake. If you yes. can manage that... I think I can handle it. All right. How do you let that that guy friggin' fall? I would have kicked him off the show. <laughs> well, we tried. It's great radio, though. Yeah, he oh, keeps coming back. It's like podcasting. I mean, could you imagine around comics and he fucking falls? Here's the thing, though. I, talk God. about the Zeitgeist, though. That that episode, you know, we, we that that episode had the most heat and feedback and and yeah. excitement in ages. It was so. magic. Magic yeah. it was. Yeah. <laughs> ah, Niesman, he's uh, he's something else. He's quite he's quite special. He is special. You guys still still uh, working right next door to each other? Yeah, yeah. Every day we're there every day together, and and uh, <laughs> we work out together. We oh, play no. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, Boxing, I gotta, right? Tell me I gotta, more about that. Well, yeah, I, I got him started uh, the last two weeks. Uh, he uh, he wanted to to work out, and he wanted to do my boxing workout mm -hmm. uh, oh, with geez. me. So I've uh, I've done that with him the last two weeks, uh, <laughs> one day a week. I, I've taken it easy on him. I didn't beat him up too bad. I Is usually he still do curling because he hasn't mentioned it recently. <laughs> well, curling see, I think curling season is over right now. So hilarious! It's a they have, they have a season yeah, for season. curling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It doesn't After those start, three weeks, I don't know what else you're doing for the rest of the year. Uh, it, it doesn't start until the fall, I think. So he's he doesn't. Uh, no, oh. Chris is. Hey, you guys haven't seen him. He has. He has actually been working out really hard. Um, you know, the last probably I don't know five or six months now, and uh, he's dropped a lot of weight. He looks. He, he actually looks. Yeah, really I good. saw the pictures of uh, he was, from just now when he was in Cooper's Oh yeah, yeah, right, yeah. And uh, yeah, he looked real good. good. Looked yeah, good. your he's ass looks so muscular. <laughs> yeah, Joe <laughs> Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> he looks almost as sexy as Vince. And yeah, right. Quite as sexy as Dap. 
and just a teeny bit less sexy than me. You are the sexiest. You got to give him that. <laughs> but the the boxing thing has gone pretty well. He's you know it's it's a different workout. It's I've been doing the boxing for like nine months now, so it's uh I'm surprised. Like I think I surprise people how physically fit I actually am. Like how much I can actually do because <laughs> I don't. What's the heavy baggy well, clothes come for, off? Right for those that don't know you, or haven't seen you, you. I mean you're 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 a you know you're a, you're like a big guy. Like you're I mean he's huge. He's my bear. Right, you're a guy that like people would look at and think you're really strong, but probably think you don't have much cardiovascular fitness. Cause, yeah, cause, and, and my cardio is ridiculously yeah. like I, I'm I'm insane cardio guy, and I, I mean, and that's the thing that shocks people is I mean I have like a standing you know heart rate of like 55, so um yeah, my, that's the thing that really surprises people. So when they when like Chris started the boxing thing, it's I've taken it easy on him because it's it I work pretty hard, and you know I don't want to I don't want to kill him. Mm-hmm. But, oh please, <laughs> work him hard. Work him hard. Well, you know, I, I make sure he works. I, but you know, I, you know, I, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to hurt him. I want him to come back and work out because it's kind of yeah. fun. To, I just want to get him to the point where he'll spar with me. Then, oh, uh, oh, then yes, you beat the fuck out of Nino. Nice, great. There All you those go. Years of frustration from the podcast. Oh, oh God! I'll finally, be able to take it out on him. Oh, I love you so much. Hey, eleven o'clockers. Uh, this is Adrian Johnson. Um, I'm currently on the forums under the handle of Inazuma Tiger. Uh, just joined. I'm not even sure if I've um, posted anything yet. But uh, listen, I just wanted to let you guys know that you guys are doing a bang-up job. Um, I just started listening regularly about a month or so ago, and now it's pretty much my favorite comics podcast. Um, just, I, I don't know. I, I was, I was um, talking with a friend of mine who's also an avid listener of it, and... Um, yeah, we just, it, it really feels like it's a comics podcast for what I say in my word, grown ass men. You know, <laughs> uh, just as far as just, you know, at where you're at in a certain stage of your life, you still love the medium, you want to engage other people, you know, with that similar love in the medium, but also um, temper that with, you know, where you're at at a certain station of life. So, you know, I find it really easy to, um, you know, um, uh, feel where you guys are coming from because you guys, for the most part, you know, are just grown-ass men and talking about more than just the mainstream stuff, too. So, you know, um, that, that definitely, you know, warms warms my heart there and, you know, won me over. So you guys keep on rocking, doing what y'all are doing, and um, I appreciate it. I look forward to every episode, all right? Hey, thanks, guys. Bye. I know it's a little out of ordinary for us, but but could we spend a few minutes talking comics, or is that? There you go. Um, <laughs> now, David brought something up earlier in the week, and I think it was a very good idea, where we uh, go through our favorite San Diego Comic-Con announcement. Yeah, David, that was or, a good idea. That was. That or, was, our, wasn't it? Was uh, it Wood? Thanks. I'm glad you backed me up you on dick. that. I don't know what it is about Vince. Wait, was your idea? Vince used to love me. He'd send me, like, PMs on the boards. He'd twit, tweet or, he'd tweet me. He'd be like, he'd even call me on occasion. I, th- I thought he it was... not communicate with me anymore. I do. Dude, I'm busy. You know what I got going on. You he know. 
I'm I do. But I, I love you more than ever. I'm sorry. It was Wood's idea <laughs> to, to do the rundown of the San Diego Comic-Con. And I believe David's response to it was, sounds good. I haven't really been following the news. Right. <laughs> my, my contributions to the show, I've told you, are the woo-hoo. And that's after that. <laughs> so, yeah, this is all good. Mr. King Dap. Um, well, so, so, yes. So San Diego, well, first of all, I would say none of us were at San Diego. So no. We're, we're sort of going secondhand here. But I have spoken to a number of people that were there, and I'm sure we've all read on the Internet, you know, the recaps. And I will say... Uh, certainly from uh, being an outsider, it felt, just again from the news flow, that it really was sort of the culmination of what's been going on for a long time, which is to say that San Diego really isn't about comics anymore. I mean, mm-hmm. yes, there were comic announcements, but 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 really the, the heat, the fire, you know, the magma was, was all other stuff. It was, you know, the Walking Dead TV show. It was, it was uh, you know, the Scott Pilgrim movie. It was, you know, it was, it was more about the way that comics culture is infecting the rest of 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 you know mainstream media more than what's going to be in the printed you know book in the next few months but but that being said there were you know there were definitely some some uh some announcements that uh, had had my pants a little tighter uh in the waist i think we should break it up let's do um our most anticipated and let's touch on a couple that really didn't fire us up all that much okay all right. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna go first because I have something that'll make David squeal, and I know he feels the same way as I. Okay. Mike Richardson at Dark Horse announced the return of the yes. Dark Horse Presents anthology. Yes. Oh, yeah. I cannot wait. Seriously. Not only because it was, I'll go out on a limb. I'll say one of the top three greatest anthologies of all time. And I don't think mm-hmm. that's stretching it. Because you know no, me, I, I, li- right. I like to exaggerate a little bit when I love something. Dark Horse yep. presents high watermark in terms of the diverse amount of, of style, the diverse styles of comic creation that w- was represented Absolutely. in that magazine. Uh, not only is Dark Horse Presents coming back, we're getting new Paul Concrete. Chadwick Concrete. Oh, oh yeah. unbelievable. Mignola is involved in it, Jeff yep. Darrow, and... And this really surprised me. Carlos Speed McNeil's Finder. Yes, I wrote that oh, down. It's, I specifically wrote that down. Uh, uh, what an underdog. That's one of those books that you almost hear zero banter, and it's so good. And I never talk be, about and it. It's going to be at the front of the previous catalog. Yes. So, I mean, what do you think, David? High five? Woot. High five. Yeah. yeah. I, well, you, I, you, know, I, I'm, you know I'm a huge anthology fan. Yes. And, uh, that was, man. to me, one of the bigger pieces of news of the of the uh, of the con definitely that's awesome well, well let's... I, I, I hope it can you know come close to what you know right. the some of the stuff that came out of that original and yeah, you know, yeah. Dark Horse presents i mean just i mean just trying to think back you know i mean sin city was in there hellboy came out of that you know i mean there was just some I, amazing uh, eddie campbell's eyeball kid uh bacchus was in there yeah uh matt wagner's the aerialist is it yeah that was, which never finished oh, yeah. but yeah well mm-hmm. even then that's okay uh <laughs> there, there's just a dar- uh aliens versus Alien. predator yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. fantastic uh brian talbot's one bad rat Oh yeah, yeah, just yeah. a great uh, assemblage of talent in that book. I mean, and that we're overlooking a ton of it. We're just touching oh, this. God, oh, there yes. was the, yeah. so the much tip. stuff in there. Yeah. <laughs> so, Mr. Salazar, what was one of your favorite oh, announcements? Uh, comic book related. Um, yes. I'm trying to. I'm trying to think of what the hell they even announced. Um, geez, you really. Uh, are <laughs> here, I have no. I. I don't should have sent them some links, Vince. Yeah, you should have. I know you got to help a brother out. All right, I know, I know. Well, so you think about it for a little while. Let me oh, think boy. about it, and then, and then, yeah, yeah go, go to somebody else. I'll, I'll have something. <laughs> As he there. fires up the browser, David. Uh, I'm on CBR News now, trying to figure nice. out. Uh, okay, uh, from from Marvel. Uh, wow, I'm stunned. I know. Back up. 
Well, you know, I got to start off with the best. The uh, true. The the new Power Man and Iron Fist series. Damn it! Oh, you would. I know. No, I didn't because what did he? What was one of the things he said in his little PM today? I don't read. So I purposely avoided that one. Yeah, 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 you keep avoiding Uh, it. Um, and that's written by Fred Van Lent, the art by uh, Wellington Abs, who I've. I know from from Nova, uh, yep. featuring the new Power Man, which will be in the miniseries by Van Lenthe and penciled by uh, Mahmoud Asrar. The, the new uh, Power Man? Well, what's yes. going to happen? I mean, to oh, I got one. Shadowland Power Man miniseries from Van Lenthe. And, um, Which I'm pissed I didn't pre-order that because I thought, well, damn, I'm not going to get ripped another one of these miniseries that don't mean anything. But now I didn't know they were introducing a new Power Man. Right. Now, this isn't going to be a case of just a senseless character death just to bring out a new character. No, Luke no, is still gonna Luke's still going to be around, right? Anywhere. I just think that no, there's going to be not a going Power there, just, there isn't a Power Man right now. Because he's, he's, he's a daddy. Luke is just Luke Cage, yeah. Right, right. and he's with the Thunderbolts, mm-hmm. which is a really and, good fit. And the new Avengers, but yeah. And the Avengers, yeah. Right, right. So, uh, but Mr. Salazar, you interjected. I, yes, I just did it on I did it on purpose. I, but oh. uh, um, no, I did. I, well, I, I did see this. Uh, actually, I, I, I didn't see it on the news thing, but I saw it initially on Facebook because um, uh, Sal Abinati had posted the cover, uh, Alex Ross's cover to the new IDW IDW um, Rocketeer. Yes, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's coming out. The liner on this is yeah. astounding. You see, yeah, that's like, that's yeah. one of the ones I'm torn on. I, really? I, 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 I welcome any new work from people mm-hmm. like Mike Allred and Cassidy, uh, Darwin Cook, matter. Michael Golden, Gene Ha, who else? Bruce Tim, Bill uh, Willingham. Uh, yeah, Luda, but, music. You mean but because it's not Dave Stevens? I don't think I want to see Rocketeer stories that aren't drawn by Dave Stevens. Maybe is that being I, I a purist? Get, I definitely get what you're saying there. I guess I just, it, but 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 they don't take over. No matter, no matter right. what, you know, this isn't. Tang no, Huat and and Chap hey. Yap doing Rocketeer. Poor Chap Yap. Those guys put out quality work. Okay. <laughs> I, I I get what you're saying, Vince. I understand, but at the same time, it's like, well, one, we're not going to get Dave Stevens Rocketeer. It's not going to ever happen. Uh, and like you know, Wood said, this is a quality lineup of people. Yeah. And three, it's not, no matter what comes out, it's not going to take away from what exactly Dave Stevens. And let's be honest, of course, it wasn't that much Rocketeer, right? I mean, for for all of its magic and its legendary status, and uh, you know, obviously the reprint. Exactly. Well, no, but I'm saying, uh, I, I guess that my view is that there, there there's there's room for more stories in there. I think, but I agree, but it, maybe it's just that 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 little piece. Well, it's a mm-hmm. big piece of, of my heart that it, it's it's very hard. I was watching uh, the Frank Frazetta documentary that Painting oh. with Fire, yeah. and there, there's a section where uh dave stevens is is on talking about frazetta and and it just it it breaks your heart it really does to see that that at the time this young extremely disgustingly talented creator and and he was just taken away it kills me and not only that it made painting with fire hard to watch it was just the whole way that the Frazetta story panned out, which isn't covered in the movie because that came out before, but I mean, you see Frank, and he, and he has his, his his strokes and his debilitating medical problems, and he taught himself to draw left-handed, and, yeah. and they, they yeah. show him drawing a saber-toothed tiger, and from left-handed, it is not even left-handed, it's fantastic by any standards, but just to see how that all played out with, with poor Frank, and then on top of it, Dave Stevens is in it, and it's just, it's very painful to watch. 
but maybe I'm just too sensitive. I don't know. You but, are your big soft. Yeah, it could be it too, right? But uh, two beloved creators. I don't know. I mean, yeah, we do see uh, Frazetta stories from Image, like the Death Dealer and and those kinds of books. So I guess there's there's a place for it. I, I just don't yeah, know. Yeah, but Frazetta's done a lot of work. I mean, when you think Dave Stevens, you pretty much think of the Rocketeer. Yeah, right. for sure. And what you got? Fan- what I was going to say uh, that well, that fantastic well, Valkyrie cover for Airboy. Oh my God! Oh, oh my yeah. God! Yeah, uh, well, I'll, there's lots of stuff to say, but let's I'll stick with the House of Ideas first. Um, first of all, the thing that that uh, has me beyond Gideon. If you think I'm not going to own at least one page of it, you're wrong. Uh, would be the upcoming Rocket Raccoon and Groot miniseries. You betcha. Uh, written by DNA. I can't deal with my life that that's actually happening. So, uh, <laughs> so I, I will make that a top. Uh, 25 book by myself if I have to with uh, Mignola cover I know it's yeah. Yeah, that's and, awesome. and for those wondering why that is uh, Mignola actually was the original artist on the Rocket Raccoon series of ni- 1984 so right. um, but not the nice first artist to draw him it's going right. to be such a shame oh, really? it's yeah. going to be such a Wait, who shame before that? Uh, Rocket Raccoon first appeared in the pages of the Hulk David by who I want to say Sal Bashima. Uh huh. yeah, I'm, yeah I'm pretty sure it was Sal didn't even I, know that really. I don't know for sure but yeah Rocket Raccoon is a Hulk Oh, okay, the and then uh, sticking with the anthologies, um, Strange Tales two. Yes, yes. And, Dean Haspiel, Dash Shaw, our buddy Jeff Lemire, Farrell Dalrymple. I mean, this is going to be off the chain, people. It's going to be great. RVP car, and, dude, dude, and the cover they showed. They showed. Uh, I guess in San Diego they they put up the uh, what's going to be the cover, and it's uh, it's it's uh, it's freaking Raphael Grampa uh, with uh, with a bunch of the Marvel iconic heroes, and it's ridiculous. His Wolverine oh is ferocious. Oh, that is Grampa is. Is my boy. It's a beautiful cover. I can't. Well, you, I think you're missing a couple. Jeff Lemire. Uh, I said Lemire. Oh, you did. Joan and Vasquez is in it. Both of the Her- Hernandez brothers. That's right. Yep. The the uh, yeah that that is and uh, for the people who bought the hardcover and and love the collection, what have you, and because it's got the the incorrigible Hulk and everything, this is I I cannot wait for a collected edition. Yeah. I, I bought the first three issues. I'm buying however many issues of Strange Tales two there is. I don't care. Yeah. Whatever. Marvel comes out with Strange Tales numbered successor. I am I am there in a heartbeat. I, I it's it's an awesome idea. It's an anthology. It's it's work by people who don't work with Marvel characters. I'm all over it. Frank Santoro drawing Marvel characters. That, uh, yeah. Oh my oh my God. Yeah. Terry Moore, Shannon Wheeler, uh, Tony Millionaire. Oh, Shannon Wheeler. <laughs> well, Tony Millionaire was in the first series, but yeah, yeah he. Right. Um, now tell he, me. Do you have the Strange Tales anthology uh, hardcover in addition to the singles? Or no, no, no. I, just, I, w- I, I was. I didn't, I didn't double dip on that. Did they reprint the megalomaniacal Spider-Man in that? In Remember the hardcover, that? they did. They did. Not in, cool. Not in the not in the issues, but in the hardcover. Great, great. Well, I have yeah, I have the singles, but I also have the the Pete Bag one shot, oh, and I was wondering. If right. They, okay. Yeah. yeah that cool. I, that I don't have. Um, Sal, we we walked on you. I'm sorry. What? Oh no no no! I was I was trying to interject that and. In, uh, in Woods uh, thing there, I didn't. I didn't uh, no, I was just gonna say in the. Uh, I, well, I'm a huge um, Rocket Raccoon and and uh, fan, and seeing that you know that miniseries come out is awesome. But I was just gonna say it's gonna be awesome, but it's gonna be really a fucking shame that that book will probably be canceled after two issues. No, because, it's, isn't it a mini? <laughs> yeah, oh, it's yeah, a, it's it a is mini. a mini, so cool. it'll, it'll yeah. come out. So and, that's good. And we were and and Vince, we were um, not completely 
Well, he Rocket Raccoon may be a Hall character, but that is not where he first appeared. Okay. Oh, where was it? Marvel preview number seven, summer of nineteen. There you go. Seventy-six. Wow. Really, I am created wrong. by our boy Bill Mantlo and yes. penciled by Keith Giffen. Oh my God! Oh, okay. Good on wow. you, David. Um, so, who did the Hulk issue? I think Milgram did the cover. Incredible Hulk two seventy one may have. Um, uh, man. You know what? I'll comics.org. That was probably the, 271 was probably reaching by that point. Right. And I, I think the covers Milgram. And, and either really inked by, sure. by Jerry Taliak or, uh, or um, maybe not. Um, yeah, my, my next pick would be from DC. And I am, I am pretty happy to see this. I, it's a shame that I won't be reading it, but I think it's pretty neat that uh, <laughs> that that they're bringing Chloe Sullivan from the Smallville series into the oh, yeah. Olsen backup oh, in yeah. Action Comics. Actually, okay. you know what I should say? I probably won't read it because Action's written by by Cornell, even though the the Olsen backup is is written by Nick Spencer. But um, as long as I'm not reading any heavy handed Superman stories or watching him walk across the country, I could probably deal with that. But yeah. but I do. I'm a Chloe Sullivan fan. I'm a Smallville fan, so it's it's the only series I still buy on the in the DVD box set when this, when the seasons come out. So um, oh, I don't watch man, it when buddy. it comes out. I don't watch it when it comes out. It's it, the final seasons coming this fall, and uh, we'll, we'll see what happens there. It's it's a show that I watched when I lived in Westchester when my father was still up here and, and we were, uh, it was something we, we would watch, he'd watch it, I'd watch it, we'd talk about it, shit like that. So it's, it's a show that I still watch. I still enjoy the characters. I like, I, it's, you know, it's cool reading a, a decent, uh, watching a, a decent Superman story again. So I, I have a prediction. I don't watch the show and I haven't since about the third season. Uh-huh. I will tell you the very last scene of Smallville. Him flying away? He's going to be wearing the costume, walking towards flying the camera. Away. Yeah. Walking? Uh, you said walking. Well, he walking. That's what Superman does, right? <laughs> he, he walks. While oh. <laughs> putting out, while putting out drugs. Well, he's. Yep. I mean, the, when the show started, the 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 producers, the creators of the show, said that uh, there were going to be no tights, no flights, and and he has flown, although he was air quotes possessed at the time. But they've um, they've pretty much stayed. <laughs> David. Well, while he's a wall, I got one. Sure. From from Fanagraphics books. They've announced that they're going to reprint the complete Mickey Mouse strips. By yeah, Flo- I saw that. Floyd yeah, I was going to ask because it didn't do much for me. Like I didn't oh. really. That wasn't one of the things that hit me. But I, I, yeah, I figured that might be a rally. That's big doings. Phantom Blot. Uh-huh. That stuff is great. Really yeah. good. It, it's on a par with Carl Barks's uh, Ducktales. Okay, Very good. Okay. Yeah, I'm. Bo- I have a bouncing icon. What's going on here? David says, "Hey, Wall, dude, dude, we can't hear you." No, I'm here. I'm here. Okay. Um. Well, uh, another thing I thought was uh, pretty cool and, and really not necessarily totally unexpected because it theoretically had been on the works for a while, but um, Xerxes. Uh, Frank Miller's going back to the 300 uh, universe with uh, Xerxes. A new, yep. New, uh, new, uh, it's going to actually take place concurrent to when 300 took place in another, you know, a concurrent battle, um, another part of the world. Uh, so uh, it'll be interesting. I, I have not. Have been pretty. I've not thought Frank Miller's been uh, on his game in a long time. So I, I, I'm hoping that uh, kind of going back to something that's more of his own uh, creation will maybe spark something in him that um, I haven't seen since he's been. I, I have a, a 
of I've read something over the weekend that ignited a, uh, a question in my mind, and part of it has to do with Frank Miller. The the artist in question of the book that I read uh, was not Frank Miller. It's a monograph of David Cho. Uh, and if we if we get a chance later, we'll get into it. But uh, uh, how about this? Image announced that they're going to reprint uh, Joe Maduera's Battle Chasers in an oversized hardback. That's pretty yeah, cool. I know. That's a beautiful book. It is a beautiful book. It gets a lot of uh, flack for the frequency at which it originally came out, or lack thereof. And uh, but uh, as far as lines on paper, it's gorgeous. Yeah. No. No question. The stories kind of convoluted and and a bit of a mess from time to time it's but man it it looks absolutely gorgeous it's just uh yep it's a pretty pretty book you gotta love red Ooh. <laughs> yeah so david's back yay yay, yay. yay. david you why? need you got some what's catching up to do so what's yeah why what, what you all got, talk about you oh nothing Nothing. Yeah, nothing. She, float another one past us. You, I think you had another Marvel one, didn't you? Oh, Christ. Hey, now. <laughs> no. <laughs> Actually, we'll see. Is he going to badmouth DC some more? Uh, you know, is that because it goes no, hand in hand? When did I do that? When did oh. I do that? He nip- <laughs> now he's getting all um, in your face. <laughs> I'm on my second beer and I'm pissed off. <laughs> the fuck did I? I had to wait for David. Well, see, what do you think about the. I mean, I don't know. David's always hard to read when it comes to these things. But uh, any thoughts on Batman Incorporated, written by Grant Morrison, art by Yannick Paquette? I'm a pretty big fan of Yannick Paquette. I think you are too. From as, the uh, Young as X-Men. am I. Yeah, yeah, from from Young X Men. It's um, I I don't know. I it's as, I, I mean, you read I, the Outsider, so I figure the bar is kind of low for you to. <laughs> no, I don't, dude. No, I don't. You didn't feel Dio to. No, I. I no, think the Dio is the only one who reads the Outsiders. And that's only to prove it even, before he sends it out. <laughs> I don't even know if he puts it out anymore. He he he's, looks late. No, one, one one year later kicked me off of the outsiders. The oh, you're not kidding. Um, I I'll give it I'll give it a shot because at this point it, it's in November, right? So Bruce is back, and I guess it's it's to find out how spoilers he fits in. But yeah, yeah, the return of Bruce Wayne. That's not gonna give nothing away. Uh, it, it's um, I'll check. It. Spicy. I don't, I'm Where's probably been? not going to um. All over the place. I, I'm, I don't think I'm going to order the first issue. I'll probably wait to hear what you guys have to say. It's um, Morrison and Batman doesn't exactly scream must Good. have oh. to me. So. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, wow. That's fucked up. Why are you bad man in DC, man? What the I'm fuck? not. I'm just bad mountain Grant Morrison. Oh, all right. How about like, Fables like 100, Grant. Vince? Pardon me? Fables I, 100 is going to be 100 I, pages. I know. Did you, the, did you see the gimmick that they're doing? Yeah, the, one story is going to be written by Bucky and drawn by Willingham. Yeah. Right. Which is very cool, but there's only one drawback. 99 and 100 are solicited in the same month, and issue 100 is 10 bucks. It's ten bucks. Nine 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 ninety nine. I got the. No, it isn't. Stop. Oh, it is. Yes, it's ten bucks. Nine ninety nine for a hundred pages. Oh my god! I won't. I'm not going to spend ten bucks for a hundred page book. What the fuck? That's crazy. You have to. It's fables. You have to. You you are you are bound to buy it. I buy it in trade though, so it's not a big deal. Oh really? See, I get the. I can't wait for the the trades for fables. That's one of the books you gotta have. In fact, actually, I've been getting. uh, Now I'm moving over the hardcovers and and then going to pass the trades off. But uh, oh boy. Yes, ninety nine and a hundred. And you know what else? Two issues of 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 uh, a forthcoming magazine are solicited at once. Mark Miller's uh, Clint. You got to order issue one and two at the same time. Mm, that I think that I think that's a little bit of uh, market suicide, if you ask me. 
Mm-hmm. I'm sure it'll sell, but I, he would have gotten m- many more orders if he just spaced them out. Hundred pages for that people I think acted it's, like was news, but I didn't understand why it was news. Was um, that League of Extraordinary Gentlemen Century Part yeah. Three is coming out? And I was like, well, how's that news? Isn't that like just confirming that it's on schedule? I mean, <laughs> that was the plan all along, right? Like, it's not like it, I don't know. Just but they was there was, was there a, was there a schedule on it though? I mean, well, I just thought it was supposed to be every like one every every. Six to nine year. months, right? So it's yeah. sort of well, I think that was the point. Is that we? I don't. I didn't know when. Like, I didn't know when that was coming out. I knew it was going to come out at some point, but I didn't know when. You so it was coming out like within the next year, though, right? I mean, well, I hadn't really thought about it. I mean, so to see actual artwork from it is kind of neat. But yeah, I could see where. Well, it's Alan Moore, so anything that you know, I think anything with Alan anything with Alan Moore's name on it is going to get you know yes. people excited. Yeah. Well, and then how about the biggest news? What would that be? Well, Dap, what do you think the biggest news was? Oh Cross, man, CrossGen. Exactly. That's, that's that's the big yeah. thing. For me. I mean, it's it's. I don't know if it's well. It's, it's definitely not as heavy as as the Marvel Man news last year, but it's it's <laughs> another it's another example of of really this was something that I didn't think anybody would. I mean, those in the know knew that Disney owns the property, but as, as far as was out of saying that yeah we're going to publish or or we have rights to publish Cross, that came out of left field. That's well, if you back at the uh, Marvel analysis from a year ago, whatever and it was when it happened, there were you know there were definitely people that said you know hey Disney owns CrossGen. I wonder if that means we'll see. So, but yeah, I right. I just wasn't sure if they, they would bother with it. But uh, and, and to be fair, all they did right was they I guess in the Cup of Joe panel he had the CrossGen logo up there, and then I guess it 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 did a dissolve away, and then and then we saw a new sort of modernized version of the CrossGen logo. I guess the question I have for you guys, kind of similar to the question we asked about Marvel Man last year, is if they do so something with CrossGen, would you want them to keep it its own thing or would you be open to them working it into the Marvel Universe? I, I think... I don't think it works in real well. Oh, see, I, I'm I'm of the opposite mind. I think they, they pretty much need to integrate it into the Marvel U in order to sell it. How, ma- how many... Uh, how much of the comic book buying marketplace even is, is aware of what CrossGen was? Well, considering yeah. there's no new readers, <laughs> a lot, right? Yeah. All... That's what I'm saying. So, I, I, I mean, I mean, are we? Is it confirmed that they're even going to do anything new? Or are they just going to package up the old stuff and and sell trades? See, that are yeah, that was my oh, question. So, yeah, like, question. what does that happen? What happens to uh, what was it? Checker Publishing, I think, was doing all those cross gen well, trades. It's the balance, because yeah. but yeah, I mean, but well, that's a good question, Sal. But I would I would suspect it's new only because why bother? showing us a brand new logo right like what's the i mean if you're well, just why, why bother showing marvel man last year they haven't well done to be it. fair with that i think they're i mean i although they'll never admit to it my understanding is that that a year later they were hoping to have had a lot more to offer but the I'm reason sure. they're focused on the mick anglo stuff is because that's really all they know they have the pure clean rights to they 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 thought they'd have the rights to everything else but they're not they're they're not really on the I, clear I so. think both of them are just, you know, hey, we're at Con- Comic Con. We need to announce stuff. Let's get people excited about something, yeah, and then it won't. Really I mean, they yeah, own the question stuff, the Lock, Stock, and Barrel. Like they own all those. Oh, absolutely. But are they going to? I mean, how much resources are they going to put into something that a is dead, has been dead for a long time? Yeah, you would take a lot of resources to to bring back. The only interesting part of that is that they they do they uh, like just over time. It seems like a lot of the prominent. Cross-gen writers and artists are now at Marvel. Well, sure, yeah, you got you know. Greg Land and Tobin and different guys. Pelletier like and, and Jim and Chung, and Jim Chung, yeah. and yeah. But uh, I mean, how how cool would it? Cross-gen? I can't imagine. Right, exactly, exactly, exactly. It's like, biggest names. 
Yeah, that, well, that's you, a great right. don't you don't call it cross gen. I mean, well, obviously you do, but wouldn't it be neat if, say, in the pages of one of the cosmic titles, whatever, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, in whatever form it continues in, or maybe a miniseries where that that cancer verse or something have the the characters from Negation play a part in in one of the stories. That would be so right. neat. Yeah, and and obviously there are some books where it'd be a creative challenge to integrate them. Like, how do you integrate yeah. the path into or into sigil, the right? Like, how do you? I mean, well, like, I don't know. yeah, sigil could work, but I'm thinking like ruse. That's going to be tough to integrate. Ruse, that, very that would, hard. Well, yeah. you could make it a period piece, I guess. But true, true. I, or, I think that if they were going to bring new stuff, it would it would be you know like I think they would keep it as a separate thing. I mean, I, I could see maybe some crossover stuff, but I can't imagine them trying to integrate all that stuff into right. the Marvel. You. Well, proper. I'll tell you what. If, if if they decide to do like an omnibus treatment, because if you think about it, a lot of those those that's those what series I guess that's ran, what I'm like they're like perfectly omnibus size, right? Like twenty five, thirty issues. I yeah. mean, I would buy every single one of them. I mean, I because I, I I was huge. I, you know, and I'm a cross gen fan, and I would love to have big omnibus collections, all that stuff. I'm, I have I'm a chunk of the. Could, Go ahead. I, I'm guessing you're going to see more of that than you will new. Cross- you might see some cross gen stuff come out, but I think it's going to be mostly reprint omnibus right. of of the older stuff. I have right. a shelf shelf on my uh, bookcase here, just completely filled with forges and edge of of varying sizes because they changed the the size uh, uh, like three quarters of the way through the the publishing run. They used to be a comic size and they shrunk it down, but total crosshead crosshead cross-gen geek and i don't care what i really don't care what they do with it as long as we see something that'd be nice yeah, oh, yeah. I, i'm with you man it was good stuff here. yep it was it was very good stuff i mean i not to i know it's i don't want to turn this into a versus thing um but i you know clearly dc tried twice this past year to integrate uh outside lines that they own the rights to into their main line and, and i would say both didn't weren't handled well, well right Right, but uh, yeah, I mean, why milestone, did they... Milestone, I mean, again, I know they, they... Again, if you take a step back and think, well, let's take the Milestone characters and put them up against the Justice League, that actually, you know, on the surface of it, seems like a pretty logical thing. I just oh, think yeah. the execution wasn't that good. Right. Uh, and then with Red Circle, they did a different tack, which they actually tried to make it its sort of its own thing, the Red Circle line, and they made, oh, we're bringing JMS over to do Red Circle. And then he decided, I guess either he decided or they decided, we don't want JMS on this stuff, so they had other people do it. And they almost were immediately the worst-selling books at, at DC. So now they've canceled all those books, and now they have the one team book, which technically is in the DCU, but it's all the Red Circle characters as part of a team. So I just don't know. I mean, it, it is a tricky thing. And like you said, cross-gen, one of the cool things about cross-gen was there were little tiny tendrils that suggested they kind of had an interrelationship. But, you know, the, each one was, a, well, not each one, but many of them were very different genres. And, and that was kind of the appeal, at least to me. So I don't know how they easily integrate into the 616, at least. I, I don't know. Yeah. Across the board, I don't think there was a real standout stinker among the cross-gen books. If I had to pick, it would probably be Route 6666. Yeah. That one, that yeah. one was the, that would kind of fizzled for me, but the rest that of wasn't them. Honest. I yeah. think it all just came down to taste because there was every, you know, different kind of genre. Right. They, they did a really nice job of offering you whatever you might be interested in. If you were interested yeah. in sort of a, you know, Sherlock Holmes, Holmes thing or, you know, Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> thing. Or, I wouldn't read that. Sherlock Holmes, that's my new, new Julian Lytle's gonna, gonna write that. Julian, Sherlock Holmes, come on. Free um, for you to have. So yeah, it was really just sort of like everything was, I thought everything was pretty good. It was just a matter of if you dug it or not, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got one out of Dark Horse again. Roy Thomas is going to be writing a Conan miniseries. 
Yes, that's right. A twelve issue miniseries with Mike Hawthorne on art called Conan Road of Kings. Speaking of Mike Hawthorne on art, by the way. Yeah. Do you know what I'm about to say? Uh, probably this <laughs> the <laughs> Go tease. Ahead. It's it's Jason that's... Wood's big tease. Uh, talk about a pause. <laughs> Jesus. The the Mike Hawthorne is the new penciler on Fear Agent. That book's still mm-hmm. around? Oh snap. <laughs> the the latest issue just came out. Yep. It it's the final arc too. Yeah. He's the new penciler because because uh, Tony and uh, and um, Jerome are both busy at Marvel these days. So um, Hawthorne is uh, this is the first arc that won't be drawn by one of those two guys. It was it looked beautiful. I I couldn't. I mean, it it fit perfectly with the aesthetic of the uh, other issues. Um, it was an awesome first issue. Well, he's yeah. a badass. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes. And and Dark Horse is also going to uh resuscitate Savage Sword of Conan. Yes, and who's writing that? In a, a series of eighty page uh perfect bound comics, uh new and reprinted material. Uh let's see, offer stories from writers like Paul Tobin, well, Wellington Alves, Tim Bradstreet, Roy Thomas, Barry Windsor Smith, Gil Kane, some schlub that they pulled off the street. <laughs> Uh, and, 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 and our buddy David Lapham is going to be writing a Cull series. Yes. It's a good time for, uh, Robert E. Howard fans. And David Lapham's also writing what, Vince? <laughs> I know this. Uh, Dead, Deadpool? Deadpool Max. Deadpool Max. Yes. Yes. Uh, from Image. I got I got one I got one. Oh, all right, go ahead. Oh yay! This is a book that he, it's a DC book, um, but it's one oh, that I think even Vincent David <laughs> might might like. Uh, they're they're relaunching um the anthology series uh, Weird Worlds with Aaron Lepresti yes, singing yes, yes. Garbage Man, uh, uh, which is character. awesome because um I, I talked to Aaron Lepresti at last year's New York Comic Con and he was. I bought his um, his sketchbook at the time, and his sketchbook because uh, I, I don't remember the exact name, but it was effectively something like Babes and Monsters. And I was talking to him a bit, and uh, he was telling me that because you know I think he's known, and he he acknowledges he's known for drawing sexy women. I mean, in a lot of his That's books, so, yeah. So so, but he was saying his his druthers would be to draw a monster book. And I know Vince, like probably what a Again. couple months ago, Vince, you were lamenting the the lack of monster comics anymore. Very true, very true. And Lepresti said his dream has always been to draw a monster, a pure monster comic book. So he's finally it sounds like he's getting his his his. Uh, That's his, awesome. Yeah. I probably will check that out. Yes. Aha! I I will not, even though it breaks my heart to walk away from these titles. I will not be trying out the war t- uh, books that are coming out from DC. I think they're going to do. Uh, a, did they say a trio of war stories? I they were like five. Well, they were solicited this past month. They were uh, yeah. three or four one shots. Yeah. I had to I had to order the one that it was uh, the Darwin Cook one, the Weird War Tales. I yeah, think. I the ordered one them one eleven. Eleven o'clock comics a month. I ordered that one, but yeah, no, I'll, I'll, I, I like Lepresti, and I'll, uh, hell yeah, I'll, and I, I'll, I'll give that a shot. I found All right, one. Well, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, uh, no. Uh, I, I found one from Image, which is a shame that Chris isn't here because this would probably interest him. Uh, uh, Image announced that Mark Guggenheim hey. is starting a new imprint called Collider Entertainment. Yes. That was in my... See, that was filed because Vince said he wanted to talk about stuff that we... Oh, really? boy. That was uh, in my math category. Oh, damn, because this is, this is uh, for comics written by Hollywood scriptwriters without intending them to become movies. So, Which I, which I say to that, yeah, right. <laughs> it's like, it's like the, the Green Lantern kid. Plant. <laughs> oh, man, let it go. <laughs> I can't, I can't let that go. It was so freaking... 
It's oh. su- such an obvious plant. Oh, you're such a cynic. I'm not. It is. It is a. God, you're such a cynic. If that was, if that, if, oh, if that was the Captain America fucking movie, you know, panel and, and no, I, I would, I would be very dubious. About anything, no, like that. That's no, crazy. But uh, of all, let, let's do a couple that we are not all that enthused about. All right, and my, okay. Oh, no, no, I didn't know you had one lined up. Sorry. Well, I was just gonna say the main, uh, the most depressing news is the end of Brand New Day. Thing. There you go. Yes, uh, I, I think right it's a there. big, big mistake on their part. Uh, Spider-Man is rolling. I like the the multiple issues a month, more than two. Uh, I like the. I, I love the direction they took. I think. I just think it's it's a big blunder. And to throw it all in the lap of Dan Slott, he's very talented. He's good at what he does. But I did like the changes in voice with each arc. I thought it was did a you nice read touch. The, uh, first issue of, of Omen. Yes, I did. They can stumble once in a while. Yeah, yeah, they can. I, I also did not like the end of Grim Hunt. The EICs I, need to stick to being EICs. That's all I gotta say. Yeah, I, I, that's what I said at the, at the shop today. I said. Joe's doing a great job behind the desk, but I don't want to. And Joe can really, draw. He just, I don't know that yeah, he can write. He just, I, on this one, I don't think he was doing all that much drawing either. Yeah, I, 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 I didn't like it. I didn't. Yeah. But that, hey, you're talking three years of quality stories. Once in a while, it's going to fizzle. Mm-hmm. It, ju- it just so happens that the last, the, the fizzles were brought right. up against each other with the end of Grim Hunt and, and this first chapter of Omit. Not great, not great. But uh, on a whole, I really don't want to see this go away. But I mean, I have no choice. I, I like the momentum that they they had built with with Brand New Day and the rotating artists and the rotating writers and the brain trust. It was, I think, it was a. a I, I I think it's far fetched to call it a golden age, but it was a bit of a renaissance for Amazing Spider-Man. It was, it was absolutely, nice. yeah, yeah. And and now that's all going away, and we're getting Amazing twice a month, which is great. Big time. Uh, I just don't want to see it three ninety nine, but well. <laughs> uh, yeah, fat fat chance I know. Yeah, what are you gonna do? My my, uh, my big yawn of the of the announcements was also with Marvel, um, and that was Ultimate Comics Thor by Hickman <laughs> and Pacheco. I love Hickman. I love well. I I love Pacheco at least like Avengers Forever Pacheco. I don't know. If, Lately, Pacheco. I don't know what Superman Pacheco or yeah. But the point is, is that's a team that when they're at the top of their game, I'm a fan of both of them. But I just, I am so done with the Ultimate side. I just, plus, I, I don't, I know because the movie's coming out. That's where all this is happening. But this will be like four different incarnations of Thor happening at once. You'll have the Ultimate Thor. You'll have the main Thor. You'll have the awesome Thor. That's you know the sort of that the eight the all ages Thor that Somni's drawing. You're gonna oh, which have is Ryan gorgeous. Origin Thor, which is sort of theoretically the new canon origin story. I mean, I, I just, you know, I love Thor, but it wasn't long ago that we went like five years without a Thor book. Now we're going to have like four. Nah, just not not feeling it. Well, speaking of um, origin stories, you saw that Wade is reimagining the Steve Rogers coming out of ice story. Yeah, and that's another one. That was number two on my list. It's like, we, we, we just had Marvel's project. We just had... And Reborn. And, and, and Reborn. Yeah. I mean, it's like... I mean, I we had Captain America. I mean, how many times have I seen that, that origin story? I mean, I, Jesus. I, it's, it, but it's, <laughs> Jesus. If you, if you had to guess, just to... Seriously, we've already... If you had to guess, how many times would you say the Captain America origin story has been depicted in a comic? I would say at wow. least 25 times. Oh, yeah, definitely. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So what are they going to do this time? They're going to modernize it, I heard, Bogue. So he's going to wake up and say, oh, my gosh, Blackie's going to ride the bus with us? He's going to be like, what? Oh, my gosh, what's this internet? I mean, that's basically black what's man going president? Right? Yeah, I mean, that's what it, yeah, there's a black man. I mean, it's like, okay, we get it. He's out of time. Like, that's not really what makes the character appealing today's day and age. But all right. I mean, but I but there is one um, hook, and that's Mark Wade. Oh, yeah, well, uh, yeah. man went out of country? Please. Yeah. That, that's I'm, one of the best, I, I, best cap stories ever. Oh, no question. But, dude, it's been a long time since Wade was at the top of his game, in my opinion. But I mean, all no, this stuff that's is... That's fair. It's pretty obvious all this stuff is just... I mean, it's it's all geared towards... To be collected for when the movie movies. comes out. Well, yeah, yeah, for the films. I mean, you know, they're going to yeah. do a new origin for yep. Cap because you're going to have people that don't know the origin about Cap or think maybe they know, but they're going to change that origin in the movie. Yeah, so they're going to, you know, yeah, and the Thor stuff. They're just trying to capitalize on the Thor stuff. So I will yeah. say, for what it's worth, is I, I think Chris Evans could be a good good Cap. I do. I I, I, uh, yeah, I, I like too. the I like the guy. I, I um I, I saw watch I the losers this week. God, I really, I watched the losers this week. I thought he was great in that. Um. I, I I don't know. I just uh, I I I like I, I like him as an. I, I like him. Up. I think I, I like him a lot. I, I I enjoy watching stuff that he's in. He's the only Thanks redeeming push. quality of uh of of the Fantastic Four movies is him as John. <laughs> but yeah, I just stretch. I just don't see him as Captain America. I just Cap's been one of my favorite characters. Uh, you know, since I started reading. Cap. No, I love Captain America, and uh, I just don't see him pulling. I mean, I hope he does. I I I hope he's. He surprises me, and he's amazing. But I just don't see him. I don't see Cap as as a as a funny guy ever. And 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 he does funny really that's, well. He's yeah, that's, he's, a, he's a smart ass kind of guy, and he does it really really well. That's true. It's true. I, I mean, you're right. I, I guess if you told, I, I guess I could see Chris Evans being like the perfect Hawkeye. With, there you yeah. go. Because so, it's yeah. I mean, we've been we've been coming down on on Michael Sarah doing the same damn thing over and over again. And and well, I don't we. know if if uh, well. The smart Those of us have some, some, um, oh, the, some the, critical uh, bag of dicks. The bag of dicks. In the mashed potato. <laughs> the, um, I don't know if I see, based on, and this is going to be a completely different movie for him because of the role, but based on what I'm used to with Chris Evans, I don't know if I uh-huh. can see him walking into a room and having jaws drop and just commanding that respect that Captain America is worthy of. I, mm-hmm. it, it's This is somebody that even Thor shuts up when... He walks into a room, and I don't know if Chris yeah. can pull that. And, and you're right, but I, I guess, and this may elicit some smirks, but I think to myself, Michael Keaton is Bruce Wayne. I mean, you're right. No, you're right. Which is why I said, you know, I'm we going. All, I mean, I, we all probably like, what? Like, how the I, hell? I, I those of us that didn't see clean and sober before Batman, right? Sure. Yeah. I yeah. hope he completely shocks me. I really, and I, I, yeah. I feel the same way about Ryan Reynolds playing Green Lantern. I, I don't see it. I like Ryan Reynolds a lot. I'll, yep. I've watched anything he does. I think yep. he's fantastic at what he yep. does. But the same thing, I don't see Hal Jordan as sort of a smart-ass That's funny smart. guy. Right, I agree with you. I think right. Ryan Reynolds would be a perfect Green Lantern if he was playing Kyle. Like yeah. Kyle's that. See, see yeah. that? Yeah. That's the thing. That... Sort of jokey younger guy. Like Hal's, you know, kind of you know Hal's a risk taking yeah. serious as a heart attack, you know, fighter pilot. Like I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I don't quite. Hey y'all. This president of the Chris Naisman fan club. I'm just kidding with you, busting some balls on that guy. It's Johnny the Homicidal Drummer calling in again. Uh, there's been a, quite a few negative voicemails lately, so I thought I'd maybe break up the trend or something. Uh, so yeah, everybody's complaining about uh, Price Point again, or not everybody, but a lot of people. So let's talk about some more free comics. What about uh, 
the one going up uh, against Guns of Shadow Valley for uh, the Eisner. Abominable Charles Christopher, or Abominable Charles Christopher, yeah, that's it. Whatever, you know what it is. Uh, abominable.cc is the website. It's a great comic. If you're tired of talking heads in comics or uh, other things like that, like people have been talking about on the show, it's a great comic, I think, uh, for anybody. It's got a, a lot of heart. It's just fun to look at. It's drawn and written by Carl Kershaw. I think that's how you say his name, but I'm sure you guys, most of you already know that. So check it out. If you want some other good free comics, go to zudacomics.com. Borrowed to me by a one Mr. Ricky Hansen of Smash Tales fame, uh, High Moon. He gave me the first collected edition. was really good. And once again, these are free. I would recommend uh, you give these fine gentlemen some of your money, but uh, some really good free comics out there. High Moon, you know, is more of a, uh, an ongoing story. Quite a few different characters at this point. I think it's on the fourth chapter, and it's so you got quite a bit to read there. And uh, uh, Abominable Charles Christopher is uh, more of a strip uh, that he does a couple times a week, but also really good. And, and a ton of different characters. It's just a lot of woodland creatures and stuff like that. But anyway, I'm going on too long. So let's keep it positive out there, people. Later. For me, the the f- upcoming comic book films are both yawns. Uh, I, I think it looks ridiculous what I've seen so far. You've the, just the, seen still images, though. I mean, you have. Well, okay. Well, yeah, but see, that's all I have to base my Kenneth, opinion. You're right. You're absolutely that, right. That, that image, that image of Anthony Hopkins as Zeus, where he looks like he well, walked out of. That would be Odin. I'm sorry, Odin. I knew it was Odin. The uh, <laughs> he looks like he walked out of a uh, Vidal Sassoon ad. His, his hair is all perfect. His his armor's <laughs> all. Shot, dude. Of course. No, no, he's not. He's. Odin, he is—he's a god he's of freaking battle. He yeah. should be dirty. He should have snot hanging on his beard. He should. His armor should be that's dented. Interpretation, though. That's no, no, no. That's, that's not how he was drawn in Thor, though. I mean, uh, in, in, he didn't look like that. Made him pretty. No, you always made him pretty, dude. Simon Chin's Odin's glowing. He's got golden armor on. Inside. But he's still a scrapper. He he was he. Who's to say he's not a scrapper in the movie? You saw. Still I don't know that, that image. No, nah, it just looks. Eye. How do you lose his eye? When I, you know, it, I don't know. Shaving, like, plucking his eyebrows. Like I don't know. He fucking lost it fighting. That could have been like a wedding scene or something. Who knows? Whatever the whatever the case. He's in his dress armor. He's in his dress patch. Perception is everything, and that does not have me excited. And and I can say the same. Just to balance this, not we haven't had special effects in late on that picture yet. It and, could and well big, be battle worn and hewed by the time it makes the film. Big props to Jim Rugg, who uh, won the Comics Comics recoloring contest. He recolored that image. You have to go go to Comic Comics blog and check it out. Jim Rugg recolored that image in the way he saw fit. It's really nice. But anyway, the uh, the Green Lantern movie. Everything I've seen from that. Yawn. I don't like the costume. I don't like the mask. The promotional posters are ridiculous. They're boring. I, I, and I, I, and I, I have to agree with you, and, and I'm very. I've, it's one of the movies that I'm really looking forward to as a, as a Green too, Lantern fan, too. and and everything I've seen from the casting. Like I said, I I don't think Ryan Reynolds is the right guy as much as I enjoy him as an actor and and the stuff that he's done. I, yeah, the costume looks kind of silly. The mask yeah. looks ridiculous. The and the thing so that far, pisses me off. Th- yes, Sam Raimi and company tweaked the Spider-Man costume for the movies with the with the whole um, pattern that was interlit. The texture. I mean, that's okay. 
to to com- almost completely revamp the Green Lantern costume into what that that bastardization of what they got going on now with the segmentation and the the the, the piping and stuff that does a disservice to all the talented folks that worked over the years like Gil Kane there's just to just to perfect that and it's so simple the 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 black green and white that works um, that, it's, know, it's goddamn perfect hold on a sec though but see I, I guess I don't understand criticisms like that because why why should that matter it's a it's a different medium they're they're what's it, it is a different medium the screen is gonna is gonna be totally different that works on the printed page I'm of the opinion that if you're going to do a movie based on an iconic comic book character, represent, show him the way he's supposed to be shown. And by, by supposed to be shown, is, I guess what I'm saying is the way he's evolved into that, that perfect Green Lantern design with the, with the green and the black and the, and, and the white. And well, there's nothing complex. Exactly. It's like what they, what they, what they did with Dick. Dick. <laughs> the thing is, though, Vince. I mean, I, I appreciate that as a, as a as a longtime comic book fan, and 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 certainly a, a fan of comic book art, and and especially of Hal Jordan and Green Lantern in that costume. I I do appreciate all that, and it is the same. You know, I'm kind of looking at it the same way, but at the same time, I think you know, I just have to step back and just go, well, you know what? It's not made for me only. It's made. That, yeah, for, exactly. It, it's made for. It's yeah. going to be made for me to a degree. But they have to make it for as many people as possible to enjoy it. I think and that's, that's the total, total, total. Am I still shitting? Still shitting. Yeah, you are actually. I mean, I. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, to me, I guess all things being equal, I would like the costume to be more evocative of the one I'm familiar with in the comic. But that's not going to make or break what I think of the movie. Right. I mean, like, I'm going hey, like, to go and see him. Origins, all. like having Deadpool be turned into a mouseless. Yeah. Mimic character. That's I have a problem with because then it's like, why did you bother calling him Deadpool? Like I don't like you don't. He doesn't need to be that guy. Like it's just you. He could be mimic, right? Or he could be. He could just be a different character entirely. Like I don't know why you would need to bother me. But but when you're, I don't know. I mean, costumes are going to be. I just don't. But, that, uh, that's a okay, let let's just l- approach it in terms of design. What does this Green Lantern costume uh, for the movie, the design... We're just talking about the one that's on the Entertainment Weekly. Right. right? Uh, Which could be a transitional period. It could be be him powering up or something. We don't know, but that's what they've given us at this point, and that's all we can base our opinion on. What what does that design add to the Green Lantern uh, mythology? Is it better than the old design? I mean, if it was better... then great. It's, it's it's impossible to say whether it's better or not. It, it, maybe it's not better to you, but hey, maybe to a bunch of high school kids, it is better. Maybe no, it's cooler uh, to yeah. them. I don't. But just know, in I terms of design, that. what does it do? I mean, yeah, but that doesn't matter. How do- I mean, it's, whether people like it or not, you can't look at it from the aspect of like, well, you know. Uh, well, actually, yeah, you can. Aesthetically, I don't think that it's better than than necessarily. You know. The drawings from 25 years ago, no, or 30 yeah, years I mean, it's ago. All, but, like, look at uh, you could point to Superman and say, "Well, they use the same costume." Okay, fine. But then look at look at Nolan's Batman. He doesn't have. I mean, he has a body armor costume, right? I mean, it's 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 different than. But, but then how does how does anyone like, like look, at, look at Iron How Man, does anyone critique no. design then? I mean, there's there's good. To, you can yes, you can. There, there's good design and there's bad design. There's well, there's design. Like, that's not going to be an arbiter of whether the movie's good or not. Don't like, you start, Salazar. I'm, I'm just saying though, how you sit there and say, well, there's no such thing as bad art. There's no such thing as good art. It's all art. It's all good. Right. And then but there, you there say, are well, there's su- good design and bad design. You can, it's the same thing. Okay. Design successful, the- successful or unsuccessful design. You can. I'm not saying that the design is. I think they are trying to go for a successful design to what this film is to what they're trying to accomplish they're not trying to market it to 
me. I'm a 40-year-old dude that's going to go and see it once. They want 16-year-old kids to go and see it 15 fucking times. That's crazy. And that's who they're trying to get to, to make it, you know, hot. They're, they're trying to make it cool looking. And in, and in, in doing so, they I, I think, just my personal opinion, I think they failed. I, well, I think it's ridiculous. It, it, he, looks, it he looks like a snake. What is that? Snake. Yeah, it's all yeah, cut I, and segmented. And yeah, silly. but you know what? I showed, it, I showed it to my kid, and he thought it was awesome looking. Wow. Okay. That's all that matters, I guess, that they tap into a, a youthful audience because that's what they need. But old fart speaking, mm, I don't think it does anything. There's there's no pluses to it. But well, I appre- you know, I understand that. And uh, hey, if it was up to me, it would be the old costume too. But yeah, same here. I understand what. See if it has that protruding 3D effect image. Uh, you'll you'll be jumping up and down uh, and whooping. Uh, yes, man. Uh, I didn't say that. I, didn't say, I have nothing yeah, against DBS because I like no. I I like some of the tweaks to the design. I don't. I, I like that it doesn't look like he's wearing a green unitard anymore, going around his crotch. <laughs> it ends at 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 the waistline. I, I like some of the aspects of the new design and i have nothing i if if i have a problem with evs as a person it has nothing to do with his art (laughs) but i approach everything on its own merits and that image does absolutely zero for me it just looks tacky but i'm not i'm not the authority i'm not you know if if you're comparing it to what you're used to i don't think that's necessarily a fair criticism but if you're just saying that based on the image that you saw you don't find it no i'm i'm talking four corners of the image whatever was in the bounds of that picture plane i'm looking at that and i i don't i don't like it i guess it was up to me this would be an alan scott movie that's how old school i i would go that would be very cool (laughs) i guess i just have a different view of it like i didn't think much of the costume but i didn't think much of the batman costume in in a still picture either it just looks like a big plastic costume i didn't think much of the x-men black leather costumes i i just i don't know i mean that's just that's hollywood's gonna have their way with how things look and it's not going to really color whether or not I enjoy the movie. I mean, now, see, I, I'm not a purist the plot. because Heath Ledger's Joker, very much an improvement on, on what we've come to know the Joker as. Cesar Romero? Uh, that and, and uh, Jack Nicholson. and, and Oh, well, yeah. No, I'm just saying that Heath Ledger, I thought they reinvented the character for the movie I'm, I'm and they did a hell of a job. Yeah, or like what Tory Black did with Catwoman. Yeah, but that yeah. was a whole, like, I mean, that was sort of a whole package of, of Heath Ledger and, you know, the actor as well as the aesthetic you know if right. well, he he made the aesthetic work well absolutely and he, yeah, he was can you see ryan reynolds making that costume work oof it's, I don't it's the broadway I don't know. musical I can't say until i see it i don't know uh, we'll see uh, and, and, and lights you know he's a he's a light up kind of character i don't know he's yeah. oh, no. i'm not a hater oh no that's not me no way i just i'm just judging and and we can do that at this point and when, I, they, when the when the proof is in the pudding, when we see the movie, then we can say, yeah, for like, sure, for sure. Like uh, like Wood said, it's like it's not going to make or break the movie for me. What the costume looks like, I mean, that's one part of it. I mean, you know, I don't know. It may end up looking really cool on screen. I, you know, right now yeah. the one picture on Entertainment Weekly, it looks kind of weird. I'm not crazy about the mask. That looks really weird. It, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, what do you guys think about the new Man Without Fear? <laughs> yeah, that's interesting with these teaser images. Yeah. What's I, that I about? I'm sorry. Yeah. I well, I guess they're applying that something happens to Daredevil during Shadowlands, such that there'll be a new man without fear. And the teaser images so far have shown Nova, Craven, Gambit, <sighs> Black Panther, and Falcon. And my boy Falcon. Yeah. I don't know what to think about that. That that so. sounds terrible. <laughs> as, as if Matt Murdock hasn't endured enough shit over his lifetime. Well, let me just say, for the records, for all those people that think we're way too Marvel-centric, <laughs> I know we're only two issues in, but 
we've been theoretically we've been waiting what forty years for Daredevil to be the centerpiece of a crossover. They they should have waited another few years. It ain't happening. It ain't off to a rocket start. Hey, it's early. I guess they got plenty more issues that they could. But it ain't off to a rocket start at all. I never I wanted Daredevil to be the centerpiece of any no. fucking event. No. I don't want events. How about that? I yeah, don't do any you're events. right. Just exactly. Just tell good Daredevil stories. Daredevil's a loner, man. He he. Hell's Kitchen. That's all he needs. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. He needs Shadowland. What? <laughs> Why they Hell's Kitchen? Hell's kitchen anymore. They no, don't. No. Uh, see, I'm not reading it. So yeah, it's Shadowland. Yeah. Oh well. <laughs> Instead, yeah. uh, I I don't know how to feel about this because I'm kind of interested to see this character back, but I'm not a fan of the artist. And Carnage is getting a miniseries. <gasps> Clayton oh, Crane, that was, baby. That was my number one <laughs> most ridiculous oh. announcement. Oh come on! <laughs> featuring Clayton Crane on art and Zeb Wells on writing. If that wasn't like, dude, it's a match made in heaven. It but takes dude, a lot for me to ignore a Marvel book, but they uh, found a way. But dude, I, it's it's you have it's 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 a Carnage miniseries, but starring not just Spider Man, but Iron Man. So now we'll get to see if Clayton just doesn't have a brightness setting on his Wacom, or oh my god, to, oh, or if he'll be able to <laughs> draw something bright with Iron nice. Man's armor. I'm you know, really there, glad there, we had a prenup. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> there was a. There was a time where I could say I would pretty much read, I would read any book written by Zeb Wells, but if Clayton Crane's drawn it, I'd throw that right out the fucking window. <laughs> no, no, this, this is not fair. And if Carnage is on it, and, if, and the subject matter is Carnage, well, I'm just gonna, I, I think I'm gonna burn every issue that comes out. I'll buy them oh, just to burn no. them in effigy. People don't pay them any attention. <laughs> Clayton, as soon as I heard Clayton Crane, I automatically ka-ching, I'm in. Yeah, I know I'm you in. did. Oh. I know you did. We should give some love to to actually some good news, which is that uh, our buddies Jeff Parker and, and Gabe Hardman are taking yes. over. Yep, uh, but that comes with that's a little bittersweet. I'm so jazzed to see Mr. Hardman and, and Parker on Hulk. Not so pumped to see Barry Kitson on the other Hulk book. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, Pelletier yeah. is, is kicking ass on on Incredible Hulk, but yeah, Kitson is going to be. Uh... And I like Kitson. I, I really do, but he has his uh, his the books that that ring true with him. Legion, he was fantastic on it. The Order, Order, very, yeah. order very good. Yep. Hulk, I don't know, I don't know. I, I'm not seeing it, but we'll just have to see. You know, I'm going to buy it because it's Hulk related. Well, yeah, uh, and and the current adjectiveless Hulk creative team are moving over to do a miniseries starring Marvel's Trinity. In right. 2011, right. and 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 I I I'd like to see McGinnis on well not only just drawing Thor but but I think he'd do a pretty well he's done a kick-ass Captain America oh, that, so oh, and and how about Red Hulk on Avengers yes yeah yes <laughs> make me buy the Avengers I can't wait for that uh-huh. stun silence nothing no, it could be cool I mean I I'm just I'm I don't just, understand people complaining about it until they read it because it's like I mean, how many? I mean, you know, the Avengers have had a ass load of members over the years. I mean, I, you know, so I. And not all of them were as righteous, righteous as uh, Steve Rogers. Hawkeye. Yeah. Scarlet Witch. I just love the Red Hulk. Do you think of uh, Byrne coming back with more next year? Yes. And they're going to reprint the the old stuff too in one nice big collection. I think. Oh, really? Pretty much expected once once he started doing work for IDW. I think. Mm -hmm. 
pretty much we were all waiting for that to happen. And, and you know, uh, John Byrne, one of the true greats, has become a little bit of an unsung hero, just churning out those Star Trek books. He does a great job on them. Name when it's right. Jurassic Park uh, series coming up soon. Yeah, and it's it's like he's he's settled into this, what I'm assuming is this little co- comfortable John Byrne niche where you yeah. can still get books by the master. And, get his and, page rate. Uh, well, yeah, but I mean... Uh, Star Trek? I never would have thought, but he's he's from what I've seen, he's doing a very good job. It's Burn. Well, apparently, he's a huge Star Trek fan. So yeah. that yeah. well, he did. Yeah, he did a lot of the uh, the character pages in the uh, Who's Who in the Star Trek universe by mm-hmm. DC. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, you gotta love John Byrne. Who cares about his his uh, his robots? Pers- you, pers- you gotta love John Byrne. His personality that ties in again with what I want to talk. I'll talk about it next week, but. Uh, just a teaser. I love the artists that not only produce fantastic work, but have this really compelling uh, personality to go with it, where their 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 personal mythology is as m- compelling as their artwork itself, like Alan Moore and John Byrne and Frank Miller and David Cho. So I'm going to talk about that next week because that's a long, long subject. Oh, I, I wish I was on that week. You can come back. No, can I, back, I can't. I can't, actually. I have another I have another podcast to do next week. Oh, oh really? Snap. <laughs> Sorry. Um, is, i got to promote my shit with more listeners. What's she doing? <laughs> who, are you, who are you on? Uh, it's, uh, the, I, God, I don't, I don't even, they're not a comic book podcast. They're, oh, okay. It's a geek podcast. They do, like, it's mostly, like, tech talk, but they talk a lot about movies and stuff like that, too. Okay. So. Wow, called, good for you. It's, it's called the uh, Geek Power Podcast, I think. Okay. Hmm. So uh, I'll be on one up. next week. <laughs> I want to... No, <laughs> one up. Um, I love that. Burn, you know, Burn is one of those figures... I Growing up, I wanted to be John Byrne. I wanted to draw like John Byrne. I wanted Me to too. write John Byrne. I wanted, I, John Byrne was a god in my eyes. And, and the th- you know, it's funny because he's one of the few, like you know living masters that really his stuff has not changed you know it's it's still as good he's still still got it a lot of guys you can't say that about uh you know he he does but but it's 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 i think it's a case of same but different because you have to admit once he started inking his own work there was a a noticeable uh, it wasn't really imperceptible you could tell that 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 change and it's a grittier look but i think it suits him I, th- I think so too. I think my own personal issue with John Byrne at this point, like with stories that he draws, is that my tastes have changed so much. F- f- right. The stuff that I like now, I don't. I don't like John Byrne stuff any longer. I love John Byrne. I will, you know, he, he will always have a place in my heart. I, I will go back and look at, you know, his work from from that era, and it'll always, you know, ring true to me. But today, it's like he, it's not a guy that sells books to me. To you know, to just to me personally, he's not a guy that I go, oh well, I'm going to pick up a John Byrne book. Um, kind of like Clayton Crane, you know, Bing, you're there, you're there with well, the money. You know, Clayton Crane, I'm just one. I'm still, it's I, I'm when you guys were talking about that other stuff after the Clayton Crane, Crane stuff, I, I was just I was a little confused because I kept thinking about carnage and him doing a carnage book and i kept wondering what possible dvd covers could he rip off oh <laughs> no no <laughs> no that's not even true oh, oh, what? what do you mean it's oh, not even true shame. it's not true do you want me to send you some uh, let's see uh, be careful sal vince hates when you actually bring up that some artists are not entirely honest about their craft everybody no. swipes it's just that some some are more obvious than others but that's not necessary because i'm just going to love his stuff regardless like <laughs> arthur soydum i love the guy's work 
and I don't I don't care that he cribs once in a while to to, to balance out his very you hectic care schedule. That he's not a good person, though. I do care about do that, care but about I don't know that for sure. Do I? Yes. Okay. Arthur Stoidum's not a good person. Yeah. No. Oh, I don't. I. You know what? I'm. That's the other thing. Like you were saying, like I I separate the artist from the art. Like John Byrne's a crazy bastard, and I yes. love him for it anyway. Sure. I don't really care. Like I don't care what people do. I don't buy their stuff because they're good people or bad people. I. You know what? I can't judge people. On anything beyond what they're selling on paper. What you're saying is, if he was to punch you in the face, you'd thank him afterwards. No, it's not that. If he punched me in the face, I'd kick his old ass. <laughs> yeah. I was just talking about the Dosakis guy. That was I don't know if you've seen that commercial. But, you know, the, cool, uh, the coolest man in the world. They, they, the latest yeah. one says, says he's so cool. If if he punched you in the face, you'd want to thank him afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> Those are awesome commercials. Yeah. But um, I know what I, you mean. I just don't care. I can't care any longer. You know what I mean? It's like I, there was a time in my life where it was like, right. well, you know, this like guy said ultimate, this. I think, yeah, the ultimate uh, example, that's Dave Sim, right? It's like. Oh, yeah, crazy-ass you know, Dave Sim. You know what I'm saying, right? It's like, okay, is he misogynist? I don't know. But, like. I don't, I don't care. But see, that, yeah, to me, though. And find it enjoyable, right? that, that fuels my enthusiasm for his work. Yeah, I mean, his art, Dave Sim's art is some of the best out there and the man certainly has commanded the art form but when you think this image is drawn by a crazy ass dude living <laughs> up in canada and and he's got the whole islam christianity buddhism amalgamation thing going on and maybe could be misogynistic here and there who can't i mean there are certain people that don't care that to me it's like oh it's like andy warhol when you bought a warhol painting you didn't buy a a, a necessary a, a, a painting of a of a, a soup can. You bought a painting of a soup can done by Andy Warhol. So the personality is you cannot separate the art from the personality. Van Gogh was insane. Picasso right. was a drunk womanizer. You know Again, I mean? that that and look at Salvador Dali. Nutso. Uh, and, not, and, yeah, absolutely crazy. You and know, that, and that just fuels my excitement for it. It's like, what are they going to do next? What are they gonna, like Frank Miller? Uh, you got to admit, okay. Frank Miller's recent work. It, they, I mean, like I said, we're, yeah. we're, we're torn. It, it's, it's some people say it's not all that great. Some people seem to find hidden meaning in All Star Batman and Robin that I can't detect. But anyway, <laughs> I, I, I love the latest interpretation. Think of it as a comedy. That's what that was told lately. Last right, time. but but just the nutso flinging sharpies at people at a convention and drunk <laughs> off his ass. That to me. It adds another yeah, layer I mean, of I enjoyment. Like Thomas Jane, right? I mean, the dude's an absolute yeah, man. that's cool. I I like people that that kind of separate themselves from the herd and and stick out as real for like it or I mean for better or worse, real originals. And Alan Moore, half of the the enjoyment of Alan Moore is like, what in the hell is he going to say next? Well, speaking I just, of Alan know, Moore, I, dude. Okay, oh, go, <laughs> no, go ahead. I was just going to say, you know, I I understand like some people like sort of want to spend their dollars on people that they. I guess morally are in agreement with, but yeah, you know, I just, I, it's, I just have at this, I just have such a hard time like trying to figure out if someone's a good person or not. I don't know. I'm not that person. I can't judge. Right. I don't know that I'm a good person. And really, that's the only person I care about. What you know what I mean? At the, at me and my, you know, and hopefully my kids grow up to be good people. But I can't sit there and if that's I try to do. Well, I think yeah. everybody has issues. Everybody, you know, it's like, and if I tried to like really figure out if people I'm buying stuff from were good or bad. Well, I would Exactly. So I've always preached that because I know, again, I know D David and, and Vince aren't big sports fans, but you and I are. It's like, you know, when people get surprised with like the Tiger Woods thing, right? And I'm always, I've, oh, I'm, oh, I've always been this way being a big NFL guy. It's like, 
you have to like fans have to stop presuming that because a person is really good at a sport on their team and they like to root for them that that implies that they're a good human being. Right, because the big dumb no jocks. Right, it has that, no that, correlation that, whatsoever. They may be a great human being, like, and I hope well, I, they could part be, of me but... hopes that there's some of them that are. But the presumption has to be that you don't know if they are or not. So, ergo, then you can't be surprised when they're not. And it's like, ergo, the same Tiger. Love like, it. why would you presume that Tiger was this perfect moral human being that didn't cheat on his wife and never did anything wrong? Like, he's lived a life of entitlement since he was like five years old. Like, because never that, that that's the machine. That's the way the machine has cultivated. Right, right. Well, that's yeah. what I'm saying. So, I mean, to to Sal's point, it's like you you. It, it it's not always as easy as as separate like it's you know it there are everyone's got their own switch that makes it hard to do right like like um it, you know there was a football player that that I knew that that uh, knocked his pregnant wife uh, over smacked her so hard he knocked her over a table and she was pregnant I, I, hard for me to ever root for that guy even if he was on my team right like because once you know that about the person you know that he's a horrible human being but like you know do I sit there and think to myself well I wonder if uh, you know Kevin Cobb, who's the Eagles quarterback, you know, cheats on his wife. No, I don't ultimately want to know one way or the other because I just want to well, know. Yeah. These people shouldn't necessarily, I mean, it's not like you, you should, you know, forgive them for their, for, you know, discrepancies or, right. or they do something horrible. They should pay the consequences for that. Absolutely. They shouldn't get special treatment because they do something else really well. Right. But at the same time, it's like, you know, I, I, I grew up a boxing fan. My father was a boxer and he, he was a huge boxing fan. I grew up since I was, you know, eight years old or maybe younger watching boxing. And, you know, when Mike, when Mike Tyson came, came yeah. around, I was Mike Tyson's biggest fan. And you know what? He was an amazing boxer, uh, when he was young and, and obviously, the dude had tons and tons of issues. But for a long time, all I cared about was whether he knocked people out or not. I didn't, you know what? His personal life, I did. I don't give a shit. I, I didn't yeah. care what he did. The guy was paid to beat people up, and that's all I cared about, whether he did that well or not. The only time I finally went, you know what? I can't do this anymore. Was when he in the ring bit a guy's ear off because that was like, yeah, well, yeah. you're that's now a transgression. You're it's a, well, it's a, it, you know, in the sport that I'm watching you do your thing in, then it's like, well, you know, at that point, it, it, it's such a travesty against the sport. But you know what? Sure. Before well, that, a, it's like, hey, you know what? I don't know if he raped, uh, you know, whoever. Right. That, but he went to right. jail. So it's, who am right. I to judge the guy? All I give a shit is if he hits somebody in a ring. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, see, I, I, mean, I, oh, I love the scars and the blemishes and the warts. Like Tiger Woods, he became infinitely more interesting to me after the affair than before before i could not care less about tiger woods yeah he's a great golfer who cares sleep with a bunch of women all right i'm there i want to see that i want to see this the, the open sores i want to see him bleed that that's what i love i it's like howard stern would he he surrounds himself with this gag gaggle of 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 just in borderline insane deviant psychos and and that's what makes howard stern interesting alone who cares about howard stern it's the wackos he associates himself with i love to see the 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 warts and the scars yeah that's that's yeah. really interesting to me well i was going to say the um you know my favorite basketball player of all time is charles barkley and you know he had that famous nike campaign of you know i'm not a role model and uh you know and i i i was a teenager when that came out and i totally think that's 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 the truth i mean right it's like charles barkley i love him because he's he he plays basketball really well he did right i still find him entertaining because he's funny as a personality but he's also by all accounts a terrible husband a chronic gambler financially responsible he's got no discipline but like that's not why i that's not the appeal to it you know like i i don't you lack discipline <laughs> those things aren't re requisite to whether or not he's hey, appealing to, right? hey jason wood 
Yes. <laughs> Charles Barkley. So it's like the we black Dean Martin. Charles Governor. <laughs> no, I absolutely agree with you. And and well, for you know, especially you know, athletes, celebrities, athletes. I think it comes and like Tiger is a perfect example. You know, you had said something. You know, it's like, well, who expected him to be a perfect individual, or who expected him to be this perfect family man? Well, I mean, that was what Nike put out there. You know, it's like he's well, this. Right. What I'm saying is, is that no, no, but hold on, hold on. Yeah. But the people that get so upset are the ones that buy into that and like yes. they expect people to be yes. better than themselves. Right. You know, right, right, it's exactly. like I don't expect. Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan's the greatest basketball player who ever lived, in my opinion. I loved watching every you know game that he was in, but I don't expect him to be a. I don't think he's a better person than me. I think he's a better yes. basketball player than I am, but I don't yes. think he's a better you know. So he's a gambling addict, and you mm-hmm. know, and and cheats cheats on his wife. Hey, you know what? I I can't. I don't care. Right. You know what exactly. I mean? It's not, like, it's not my place to care. All I want to do is see him, you know, dunk on some on Charles Barkley. Precisely, precisely. And we, you know, we were all we were all Cito's, Edos, and uh, there was a there was a moment where we were somewhere, and and you know, I'm going to leave the names out to protect the innocent, but there was a known comic creator who was with a woman who clearly was not his known wife, and uh, it was noticeable. And there were hundreds of people in the industry or tangentially fans that would have been noticed. And you know, someone was like, "Oh my God, I can't believe he would do that." And I thought, well. Okay, so it's interesting. Like I find it yeah. interesting, but at Hell the same yeah. point in time, like number one, it doesn't at all change whether or not he can write or draw comics because he clearly can. Number two, we don't know their situation. I, I, they could have an open marriage, for all I know. That she could be a down with the fact that he he steps out, and she might too. They could be separated. You don't know. I have right. no it's idea. It's none of my. It's none of my right. damn I business. I don't know. So that's right. Is it titillating? Is it titillating that I see him out and I know that he's married? Yeah, sure. It's a conversation as I'm sitting there drinking a beer with my buddies. I'm like, oh shit, look, that's not his wife. But does it really in any way help me understand him better as a human being? No, nope. Because yeah. I didn't presume he was a good or bad person in the first place. I didn't know. For me, it's like, it's like a heart monitor. No one notices a heart monitor unless it fluctuates from the norm. That, that that's the whole thing. If you, if you yeah. live, if you live according to this this tried and true uh, straight and narrow path, you're boring. Once you spike, well, either way, up or down, I, yeah, I know. I guess I'm I, would, I would have to disagree with that a little bit in the sense that it, where it, it gets different for me is if I have a personal relationship with the person. Like, yeah. if, if I was out with you guys and, and you were stepping out on your wife or something, like, which you haven't done, I'm saying, but so yes. just to be clear, but, but <laughs> I'm saying, I, that, would be, I, that would be problematic to me, right? Because part would of my really? views, yeah, that would be. Absolutely. It would, okay. it would be yeah. for me. Yeah, it would be. David, take him to McDonald's it, or something next it, time. Because it, it, it would, it would, it would color again. I have presumptions because you're my friend of your who you are as a person. That, yeah, that, I don't, that I don't have that shit in me. Friend. You know what I'm saying, though. Right, right. So, so you know that would that would be different. But I don't make those presumptions for people that I like for reasons other than a personal friendship, right? So right. I mean, because that, you you have information, you, you've correct. observed you've observed me in different situations to the point where you right. think and, you and have what a I'm big. Is, is is I'm sure we all have friends that have committed like I, that doesn't mean you wouldn't still be my friend or something, but it would it would be an issue. It'd have to be discussed. Right. right? It would be, be a letdown to a certain extent. Well, because... Or it'd have to be like, hey, what's going on? And if it what was going on was that. You know, you were having you know bad marriage, or so, then it'd be like, oh, I get that. You know, but if it was like, oh, I'm just, no, I'm just hitting it, I'm just hitting it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, then I'd be like, oh wow, this guy. You know, he maybe he's not the person I thought he was. You know what I mean? Like, kind of dirty. Oh, I yeah. am that person. Hey, we're really pushing <laughs> it. We're over time here. Uh, uh, yeah, that's been fun. Th- th- yeah. Of course, this fun has been sponsored by Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com. Wumba discounts on your favorite comic books and collectibles, 35 to sometimes 75% off, depending Same on... Word. 
word, depending on uh, the publisher. Uh, Marvel, DC, Image, and Dark Horse usually begin around 40% off and work their way up. It's nuts. And if you're a first-time DCBS customer, you can enter the code EOC8, EOC8, into the slot, and you will get an additional 8% off your order. And big news, in addition to all that great comic book stuff, you can get the Fanboy Scouts badges from DCBS starting in when? August. August, my birthday month. How about that? And in your travels, I stumbled upon something. I'm going to talk about it next week, but I'm going to give you guys a little little, uh, assignment. Run out to your local borders or your your Barnes & Noble or wherever you get your books from and pick up Salem Brownstone. Okay. Salem Brownstone. It's very gothy. It is very gothy. Written by John Harris Dunning and art by Nikhil Singh. It is a, it's $18.99. It's an oversized hardcover. Beautifully produced. The cover has a purple and black cloth covering with illustrations printed on the cloth. And then there's a book plate, uh, secured to the front and back cover. It's very visually stunning. The art by, uh, Mr. Singh. Picture Hieronymus Bach, Edward Gorey, a little bit of Alex Gray, uh, Hans Bach, Virgil Finley. Oh, it's just astounding. Uh, it's from Candlewick, Candlewick Press, I think it's from. Let's see. Candlewick Press. Alan Moore says that a one, it's a wonderfully imaginative and stylish piece of work and a perfect example of the adventurous new directions that comic books should be taking in the future. Nice. It knocked me on my ass and I, and they're, both of these creators are now on my radar. So huh. check it out. Salem Brownstone. It's fantastic. Sweet. Yeah, that's mine. That's yours? Uh, that's mine. I am going to tell everybody. I, I've talked about it in the past. I'm not sure if I mentioned the trade collecting the uh, digital comic, but Box 13 from Comixology. Oh, yes. By the creators David Gallagher and Steve Ellis, who, aside from High Moon from the uh, Zuda online comic, the uh, oh. creators of Dark Star and Winter Guard. Yep. Love the Dark Star. She's hot. She's pretty. She is pretty. You're right. Uh, for a little lighter fare, um, and back again for a second recommendation for me, in your travels, people, if you like fun, read Darkwing Duck, because it's the shizzle. <laughs> Did I, you see? Uh, boom, boom, number two just came out. Dude, I, I almost want to give you the reveal, because it's awesome, but I won't give you the reveal. But there's a sweet-ass reveal on the last page that let's just say it's like two worlds colliding, two very familiar Duck-themed Disney World. Oh, right. Launchpad McQuack's in it? Exactly! Oh, that's so cool! Oh, that I knew awesome, it! Dude. I knew it! I knew it. Did you see one of the uh, convention exclusive covers they did for Darkwing Duck? It's the no. cover of the, the Lightning Bolt cover of Dark Knight Returns, but it's Darkwing Duck in the Batman oh, I, position. I did cool. see that. Yeah, that's yeah. very so, cool. Yeah, Launchpad's in that shit, man. It's awesome. Nice! Yeah, it's really good. I, I, it, I'm double dipping on this because I'm sure they're gonna put. I, I got it's, it's awesome. I, I, I forgot how much I like. I want to get the DVDs from that cartoon and watch it with my kids. It's, I love that goddamn cartoon. And you know where Launchpad shows up? You got There's a strong probability or possibility that the nephews are gonna show up. Oh, I know. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm waiting for the trade on that, but I will buy it. Yeah. I can't stay away from ducks. Yeah. yeah. So, so Sal, what, they read. What should uh, they read? I'm gonna I'm gonna say uh, a book uh, that Scotty Young, Mr. Scotty Young, turned me on to uh, Ghostopolis by Doug Tenapple. Ten 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 Tenapple, oh, yep. Tenapple yeah. creator of Earthworm Jim. Yeah, yeah. Um, really good, all ages. Uh, 
graphic novel. Um, uh, it was, it's just, it's just a fun and a really cool idea. Uh, quick, just quickly synopsis is basically, um, the main character works for, um, the, uh, supernatural, uh, immigration task force. Yeah. Uh, which means he goes around and when ghosts show up, he sends them back to wherever they're supposed to be. So he's sort of like a bounty hunter for ghosts. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's kind of a screw up though. And at one point he accidentally sends back a young boy, uh, to ghostopolis and then he has to go and try and get him. So, um, it, it's just, it, to me, what I really enjoyed about it was it was sort of this no holds barred imagination. It, like anything could happen in this book, and it wasn't you know didn't take it very seriously. This was how it was, um, and and you know all these crazy things just exist and and deal with that, um, and it could go in any direction, and it's just really really good. And and yeah. uh, Ten Apple, you know, it's funny because his art is really interesting to me. Um, it's obviously very cartoony, but it it always like. Whenever I look at his stuff, I always get the feeling like if he wanted to, he could be like one of the top illustrators in comics. Uh, like his his um like his skills are totally there. It's almost like he doesn't like he tries to be more kid friendly or he tries to be more cartoony or he does like less line. I don't know. There's just he, something he's about a, he's his- a wizard with a brush. And, yeah. and I think I think that that adds to um the kid uh, friendly perception where uh-huh. he'll he doesn't labor over anything everything is just sweeping brush strokes and and it looks like it's done very quickly but i think it's kind of deceptive because it's it's of the less is more category he'll he'll yeah. use one one brush stroke to represent where another guy would have been noodling over it he'll just throw it down and it looks great there's a there's yeah. a page in there it's just like a full page spread thing of like the bad guy um and it's sort of uh there's like this huge war going on behind him and fire and you know dinosaurs and skeleton warriors and all these all this stuff happening in this page and it's su- you know it's a super simple style but it's an amazing piece of artwork uh and and his panel layouts and 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 his choices in in storytelling panel layouts and stuff is just fantastic he he's yep. a really really talented guy that i don't think uh people really give you know, he's he's had a rent. string of great graphic novels. Yeah. Uh Creature Tech, Tommy Soros Rex, Earthboy Jacobus. Well, uh, what was that one? The Iron West. Uh yeah. he he's That was really and, good. And, I like And that uh the Cat Scratch cartoon that was on uh, I think uh Cartoon Network, that was his. That's oh, Duck really? Ten. Okay. Yeah. I I love his Twitter feed. Yeah, he's great. Oh really? Yeah. And what's his yeah. Twitter feed? Uh, I want to say it's just uh, ten April. Okay, cool. Will, uh, and if you, if and you get a those chance, those that care to follow us on Twitter, you can follow us uh, at Vince Bon, <laughs> Vince B O N, uh, David A Price, uh, Brian Salazar B R I O N. Right, Sal, that's your yeah. yeah. Or fanboy, fanboy scouts. Oh, there yes, you go. And, that's uh, what he and, does. And mine is Wood eighty three. Yes, it sounds just like a spam, but it's not. I'm not a spam no. bot. I promise. And uh, what's Chris's? Chris Neesman, right? C. Neesman. C. Neesman at, at bitchallthetime.com. Oh, uh, but <laughs> oh. you know he Hey, he's not here to defend himself. He, he does um, yell uh, and bitch and moan a lot. He does. But on that's your, just... On the show. Alan Moore needs yeah. to start tweeting. No. Like medium for him. But then he, he'd try and be so eloquent and pithy in, in a hundred and what is it, 140 characters? Yeah, have you, have you, you, have you seen his scripts, dude? He does like three pages on a panel. How I know, I know that's what I mean. So he, well, yeah, 
Any Alan Moore is good, Alan Moore. I don't care. By the way, before we sign off, guess how many Eisners he's won. Alan Moore? None. Yeah, yeah I was nah. going to say zero. <laughs> Dude, you couldn't be no. more wrong. Yeah. Why? Yeah. He's won Eisners? He won like he's won what, the first eight. five Eisners. Really? What the hell am I th- paying Consecutively, he's won a bunch. Well, how many has he, he won? 25. 25? Yeah. Wow. That's In it. Best Writer Alone, he's won nine times. Well, he's yeah, the I don't best writer attention. in the world. Oh, I agree. Yeah, but me it, too. Because it, it, uh, Brubaker just won. <laughs> <laughs> okay, he's the, he's the greatest comic book writer of all time. Uh, uh, Brubaker just won for the third time in four years. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah, I, I thought uh, that you qualified, that was implied that he was the greatest comic book writer. No, no, when I said yeah, the greatest yeah. writer in the world, I initially I meant the greatest writer, period. Oh, I thought you meant comic mm. book Living. Uh, so, yeah, so, so Alan Moore's won Best Writer nine times. Who do you think is number two on that list? Um, writer? Mm-hmm. Oh. Of wow. Grant Morrison. I'll give you a no. hint. He's won, he won four in a row. Um, Brubaker. Brian Michael Bendis. Uh, Neil Gaiman. Oh, yeah. How can we? Yeah. He oh, actually, Moore won the first two that they ever had. Gaiman won the next four. Then Moore won the next three. And then a bunch after. The Eisner's uh, are the English awards. I know, right? Uh, Bendis <sighs> won two of them. Um, and Go then, BMB. Uh, yeah, Brubaker, Brubaker's <laughs> won three of the last four. What about Morrison? And, uh, Morrison is. Ne- I tweeted this earlier this week. Morrison's never won an Eisner for best writer. That, oh, that's surprising. Which is crazy. Uh, and uh, neither has John. So I think that's he's been robbed a little bit too. But uh, well, yeah. yeah, he was robbed this year. I feel he was robbed this year. I think. And there's yeah. no way Brubaker deserved it more than John's this year. But I don't yeah, know. So, so I like dude, John's, Brubaker's but I don't know like so. legend status now, dude. Like he's he's literally he's. I mean that's. Three times he's won the Oscar for Best Writer. That's pretty big time. His stuff's a lot better than John's stuff, though. Brubaker? In, in yeah. prior years that he's won, I would agree, but I think this year was John's year. And, I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, aside from Incognito, we only had Captain America, whereas as John's, well, I, I do feel that... Yeah, but it's uh, not quantity. I mean, it's not just no, because you're right. John's you're right. But I just, but I, I, I have, but I'm saying I enjoyed <laughs> Incognito a lot more than I did Captain America this year. And that's really the only two books I have to go by. by yeah, but you're not voting on the Eisners. Yeah. You're right. I, I, you <laughs> know, I have to agree. Dave Wachter would have won, so yeah. You're right. I, I have to agree. I think John's deserved the Eisner this year because what we got from Brubaker is... You guys, is, who was nominated. You guys didn't even nominated. read any of John's stuff this year. Right, just because, wait, 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 wait. Just because we, I, at least for, for me, just because I don't talk about it doesn't mean I'm not reading it. You're not read. You didn't read Blackest Night. You said that before. I read a nice chunk of it, <laughs> but I'm just saying, Captain America Reborn. Eh. Oh, that's so, right. In the Marvels Project. Yeah. Eh, the, the, Marvels Project. The, okay, I'll give him that. Reborn. Yeah. Not so great. Not so great. John seems seem to hit more often than missed uh, yeah. this year. So yeah, I'd have the to give it to. The crazy thing about Moore is that he's what won for Brubaker, some different things. What did Brubaker win it for? Best writer. Well, no, you no. went. But, but oh no! For everything, know, Captain America. And yeah, Cognito. you win it for everything. They 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 nominate you for well, your body. It's, it's not nominated for uh, just for no, package. Single. Like package. if you look at the like in 2007, he won for Captain America, Daredevil, Criminal. 2081 for Captain America, Criminal, Daredevil, and Immortal Iron Fist. And this year, he won for Captain America, Captain America Reborn, uh, Incognito, and Marvel's Project. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So, well, okay. you know, my only thing is, I, I you know, hey, I like Green Lantern, I like Blackest Night, but and I like Jeff Johns, but. His stuff to me is just like I don't know. It's kind of popcorn comic book writing. There's not a whole lot of meat to what. John what you're saying is he hasn't I, had I, his Spielberg Amistad moment yet, where he like kind of did, I, does I the Oscar. Yeah, I just don't think he's done like like his stuff. Generally, doesn't have a whole lot of meat to it. It's it's very fun. It's it's, it's super entertaining. I think, mm-hmm. but I think it's it's like the difference between 
I, you know, I, I don't know. I think it, it's more along the lines of John sells the idea, the concept yeah. of the story, and Brubaker sells the actual yeah. words, story. the narrative. Yeah, Brubaker's a better writer. That's how, yeah, far. that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, I think but Baker's John's better. is an idea man. Absolutely, and, and he does that really super well. It's super entertaining, and I enjoy his writing. And not everything has to be, you know, um, you know, high Lost literature. Girls. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, there's plenty of room for just plain inter- entertainment. Yeah, stuff. I, you know, I never realized Vince because yeah, yeah, people kind of sometimes make fun of the Eisners by saying, "Oh, it's you know stuff nobody reads." But like, I'm looking at the I've, when I looked at all the winners list, like every best writer to date. So we're talking about twenty twenty two years worth has been for mainstream stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, cool it, great. Some of it's been like Vertigo and stuff, but it's been Alan Moore, Neil Gaiman, Ennis, Busick, Bendis, Vaughn, Brubaker. Those are in Willingham. Well, see, there, I would put Ellis in there. I think Ellis needs to win more Eisners because Ellis is... He's never won either, yeah. I know. He's, he's, in my opinion, far better than Brubaker and John's. And he's got both areas covered. Ellis yeah, is really it, this year. I mean, not in the last few years. He oh no, well, I don't. Th- I don't even know when Ellis yeah. was nominated. I'm sure he's been on that nominated, but yeah, he he's not I mean, it, for anything. I think his his best stuff is far and away better than than maybe anything that Brubaker Johns has done. But in the last I'm sure five years, I don't know that he's done anything all that good. Kicking out the gravel and the and the Doctor Sleepless and the uh, what was that Creechy or uh, Frankenstein's Womb? Ellis is always putting out shit. It's putting not out shit, shit stuff, stuff. Yeah. No, 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 no. I didn't mean to say shit stuff. Yeah, stuff. but I think you were right the first time. I think no, I was not. Hey, everybody. Creechy was good, but that's not enough to win an Eisner. I don't think. I mean, the, the gravel, Black Summer. Yeah, no hero. Black Summer Lost. was okay, but it was like Freak Angels, to- dude. I don't know. I don't see. I don't. I don't think any of it's been spectacular. You know who's won an assload of Eisner's? Kyle Baker. Yeah. <laughs> well, that I think that's a thing of the past. Once they get a gander at his new stuff. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> hey everybody! Thank you for joining us. Guess what? We'll be back next week. And uh, go kiss your mama and go buy some comics. Save the drama for your mama. I'm not that's kissing right. my mama. She's in the ground. Oh, well. Wow, talk about ending on a low note. How about reach out spiritually and embrace the content of your mother? Bye. Say bye. What's this downer? Jesus. See ya. Bye, some brightest day. Bye, Chris. Bye, Chris. And and yes, go to Fanboy Scouts. Give them the arrow. Do it. Fanboyscouts.com. There you go. Professional. See ya. Later.